all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? I'm Rachel. <laughs> I don't, uh, and I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Follow us into Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch at All Bad Things Pod. Uh, email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Do all of those things. I even threw myself off. There you go. Why do I. Uh... It's Stars and Stripes Forever. It's okay, John that's... Philip Sousa. Okay. It's played like at, you know, ceremonies. And, yes. Yeah. Because this is this episode is coming out on the 4th of July. Oh, you know, of course. Yep, that's why. Okay. So we have a 4th, 4th of July related disaster, I'm guessing? It, you could say that. Okay. Yes. Um, first off, what are we drinking? <clears throat> I am having the finest national local beer on the market. Very, uh, very apropos for this oh, July 4th. Yes. National local. I am drinking the national local Corona <laughs> Seltzerita. There you Authentic go. margarita flavors. Some of it is made in the United States, I'm sure. It is 6% alcohol, so there this should go. be fun. Yes. This is just my first 24-ouncer. <laughs> That's actually not bad. Yeah. It's it a little tastes, on the sweet side. It tastes but... more like a mixed drink yeah. than it does a seltzer. Yeah. But otherwise, yes, very uh, a very tasty beverage. Yes. May I have a little swallow of your tasty beverage to wash this down? <laughs> what is that from? It's from a Pulp Fiction. Okay. Like <laughs> Who was it? Who are you? Oh, that was Samuel L. Jackson's character. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. When he's fucking with the guy the whole time that he's about to kill. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> One of the. I mean, how the fuck, like Samuel L. Jackson didn't win. Best supporting actor. For did that. he get nominated? Yes, but oh. he did. I can't remember who won, oh, okay. but it wasn't I was him. Ask. Gotcha. And it was just like all these years later. It's like how? Mm-hmm. It's like one of the most iconic roles ever. He's a national treasure. Yes. On top of that, <laughs> um, this is my longest single topic script so far. Wow. Okay. Two hundred and sixty-one episodes in. Yeah. It's eight pages. That's saying something. That isn't necessarily written to be broken up. Okay. So this might be one of our longest episodes yet. Are, are we? That's uh, why we're starting at five thirty in the afternoon. Are we in potential uh, megasode territory? Yes. Sounds like it. I yeah. think we're in. Um, Independence we're, we're, we're Day. To, we're gonna, we're gonna have to decide if this is a one or two parter territory. This needs to be a one parter. That's why I have two twenty four ounces to get me through it. All right, and we're gonna hear how that turns out. What was your guess? For- <laughs> <laughs> About as well as the topic itself. <laughs> um, what uh, you had a guess for what it, what it was going to be? We were watching something, yeah. and you brought up. Oh, the topic is. It has something to do. But with I can't it, remember yeah. what we were watching. Likewise, we were watching. We were watching hockey. Were we watching hockey? I think we might have. And I think I said, "Oh, is it like a oh, Colorado? Or is it a Colorado?" Yes, congratulations, apps. Oh um, no, it was the national anthem. Pretty sure. Yeah, something. I don't. Something. Remember. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought you were trying to sneak one in on me. <laughs> well, be a little sly. This is my 
I have multiple rants scripted, so there will be times I will ask you to just let me go off. Let me finish my rant. Sure. It's a topic. Give me a, give me like a signal. Give me like. Okay. All right. I'll give you a because 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 otherwise I won't know. What yeah. like this? Yeah. Sure. That'll okay. work. It's probably more apropos. <laughs> um, so this is going outside of our norm. Okay. But I think it counts very much. Okay. We're going to get into the weeds together. We will get out of the weeds together. You'll laugh. You'll cry. I have no fucking clue. What, what is this going to be? This, my friends, is the story of how the United States spends its money. Okay, all right. I originally called it United States government, but we're just going to take that. We're just going to call it the United States. And for anybody, uh, now we have a script that has part of the title crossed out. For, it does, for, for anyone any, who wants it. For anybody it. who wants that, that hit. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it up as an NFT. <laughs> we're just talking about that. <laughs> we should, just for the fuck of it. See, see who, who does buy it. So, <laughs> I think you'll have a lot to say about this, because you know a lot about politics and sure. well, things and yeah I, I know I know enough about politics to get around the edges I'm not too deep into well politics. no I know what you mean but but yeah um I I do need to make some disclaimers sure one this is an extremely US centered episode I of get course. it it's literally about our government so our good government spending habits uh, yes and uh hopefully yeah. We all know what they're a fiend for the most. What would that be? The military. Hmm. We will break it down. Sure. We will break so is this, it down. So because we are talking in the United States, we are talking about the federal government, correct? We're not. Correct. Okay. We cannot ever cover all 50 no. states. So we have, well, we could. It would just have to be 50 right. different episodes. No, it would have to be like a thousand. <laughs> so we have federal government, which is the entire country. We have state governments, we have county yes, governments, we and we have municipal governments. Yep. So and we have commonwealths. We have commonwealths. Well, they're generally states. Yeah, like, true. Whatever. But it's a little different. So there's all sorts of levels of government. We are talking about the broadest level, yes. the highest level. and We're talking the, about the deep state. The most funded as well. Uh, yeah. So um, hopefully those outside of the States will at least find it interesting. I hope to make it an interesting topic because I well, find it fascinating. Uh, well, they should be interested because, I mean, really, and I'm not saying this, mm-hmm. you know, to be like a macho American, but as as America goes, so does the world. We so have all positioned of this, ourselves yes. thus that we are and I mean that, to fail. I mean that <laughs> militarily. I mean that mm-hmm. economically. Mm-hmm. I mean that... Mm-hmm. In all sorts of different ways. We have weaseled our, our, our way our into finger, the fabric of the world. Our eyes are literally yes. everywhere. And our fingerprints are too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. So yeah. So I'm, I'm betting most of our international listen, listeners will be a bit curious. Yeah, hopefully. Because the spending has an impact on them too. It does. It sure does. Um, I work in the field of taxes. I do not represent anyone, especially my employer, Um and this is not meant to be taken as advice or used to rely on for information. This is an entertainment program, friends. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> All right? This is not advice. If you need advice, get it from a qualified advisor. If you can't afford to go to an advisor, you know, email me. I'll, I'll help you out. But that'll be personal and not this. Um, the other thing is... 
budgets change all the time. Constantly. So I'm trying to talk about the most recent, Mm -hmm. which we'll get into. Um, Tax law changes all the time. So this is just like what is happening now. Not that it will always be this way or relevant. It's going to completely depend. So now, we can't really talk about how the United States spends its money until we talk about how the United States gets its money. Hmm. Taxes! Let's talk taxes! I'm so excited! 261 episodes in, we get to talk taxes! Fines and citations. No, That's that's actually municipal, though, isn't it? Typically, yes. Or state. Yeah. So... Do you know... Oh, I'm going to have so many fun guessing games with you today. How much in taxes, or actually I should say, how much in revenue the United States got in 2021? So that's taxes, interest, okay. all sorts, you know, um, anything. That's obviously in the trillions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go... Just having an idea of what the federal budget is, mm-hmm. I'm going to go... 12 trillion? That's that's very generous, sir. We <laughs> collected 4.05 trillion. Oh, really? Is that it? Oh, well, that's true. We, we are mostly... We deficit, remember? That is true. Duh. We, <laughs> we usually deficit. do run out of de- deficit. Yeah. Yes. So it's 4 trillion, 5 yeah. billion dollars. And that we, was in 21. And we inherently decided three years earlier, well, through a vote through the corrupt Republicans, to take in even less money. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. We'll but, get but to that. That'll magically, <laughs> it'll magically be more yes. by taking in less. Yeah, trickle down. Trickle, trickle, trickle. I believe that's spiritual math. <laughs> um, 51% of that, around $2 trillion, came directly from what source? Uh, just taxes? Individual income yeah. taxes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. Um, three po- or so, uh, so that's 51%. 31%, about $1.2 trillion, came from... Social Security and Medicare taxes, also known as payroll taxes. You mean that thing they're going to take away next? (laughs) We're going to talk about it. So um, that's 82% of our revenue as a country comes from individual income tax, typically income earners, right? Which a lot of that is wage earners, people who work, and payroll taxes, which are by virtue of their definition taken through work, right? Those are our main sources of funding. 9% of revenue, $371.8 billion came from corporate taxes. Think about that. $2 trillion versus $371.8 billion. Yeah, it's less than a quarter. Yeah. Much less. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a sixth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Miscellaneous, quote-unquote, revenue was 3% or $133.3 billion. That's stuff like interests on funds that the country loans out. The country does loan out money. And uh, revenue from, like, par- national park entrance fees and stuff like that. Uh, custom duties collected were 2% or $80 billion. Excise taxes, which are taxes made on specific goods or services like tobacco or alcohol, were 2% or $75.3 billion. And then... On the really, really low end, less than 1% of funds came from, like, unemployment deposits by individual states and estate and gift taxes. So think about that, how little estate taxes are, that they represent less than 1% of our total revenue. And they they cut them anyway, like it it, it mattered. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I mean, it mattered to the, like, the uh, couple hundred people that benefited from it, but nobody else did. Right. So as you can see... Why is the library closed again? 
we didn't we didn't pick up that extra five million last year. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, income and payroll taxes are the overwhelming source of U.S. funds to the tune of approximately that's not a word three point two trillion dollars. Okay. So let's talk about those funding sources, shall sure. we? Yay! I'm so excited. I love talking. I wrote this in like two minutes. I wrote it so quick. I was so happy. So, anyone who lives in, works in or is a citizen of the United States, or any combination thereof, is subject to United States income taxes. So here's the thing. Say you're a U.S. citizen, but you're like, fuck this, I'm moving to Canada. Which a lot of people are saying. People are saying. People are saying. People are saying. <laughs> billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. <laughs> or you're going to go to to Spain or whatever. Say you're living in, in those other countries. Do you need to file taxes? Yes, you do. Yeah, well, you, you taught me that a long time ago. Yep. You yeah. may not be obligated to because you are allowed certain credits and offsets for taxes paid to other countries. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. you still end up having, like, earning more than gets washed out by that, if you're in yeah. Just, if you're in just regular expat status, then well, you're still going to pay and, taxes. And honestly, yeah. you should just go ahead and file the damn form even mm-hmm. if it's a zero because yep. that starts the statute of limitations and everything else. So, um, but yeah, and that also goes for green card holders, yeah, permanent residents. Sure. Say you come to the U.S., you get a green card, you work for a couple of years, and then you go back to your home country. But yeah. say green cards are good for like 10 years. So say you have another eight years left on your green card. Guess what? Either you turn in that green card, mm-hmm. renounce, like not renounce it, but you know, like turn it back in. I renounce my throne. <laughs> you can renounce your citizenship. That's how you release yourself as a citizen. But unless you turn in that green card, you are still still, obligated, even if you're going back to your home country, say. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you gotta, yeah. You gotta nickel and dime them when you can. Well, once you're in, you're in. (laughs) Yeah. You're officially (laughs) in the club. Um, Income level does affect whether you have to actually file or pay any income tax at all. So as of 2022, and these are going to be such broad generalizations, I cannot stress enough that there are a trillion and one exceptions to everything. But we are talking the most basic, straightforward situation. Otherwise, we would be talking for 80,000 hours, right? So um, as of 2022 in general, if you make less than $12,550 as a single person, you may not have to pay or fi- or even file your income For taxes. Federal, federal income tax. Federal. All of this is federal. Mm-hmm. All of this is federal. Ignore the states. We're not True. talking about the states this time. Um, so you now again a tip. Always file, even if you don't have to, if you can. But I know there's a whole bunch of shit around that. But anyway, now notice I said may because of all the other th- circumstances that may make you still have a filing requirement, but. In general, the first 12,000-ish of every person's income, generally there are exceptions, um, is not taxable. So uh, not subject to income tax. Now, that's only if you claim the standard deduction, if you itemize your deductions, which we don't need to get into. That's a whole other ballgame. Most people just file the standard because of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So anyway, we'll get into all of that. Now, in the United States, we have... 
what is called a progressive income tax system. Do you know what that is? Progressive taxation? Uh, it means it goes up the wealthier you are, correct? Is it something? You've got the basic yeah. gist of it. So I'm going to use figures for a single person again, right? Um, so in 2022, so, so say you've got that $12,550. It's like a freebie, right? That gets, that comes out in the wash. Mm -hmm. You get that for free. After that, the first $10,275 you make is taxed at 10%. If you make more than that, the next $31,500 is taxed at 12%. That's right. If you make more than that, the next is 47, next 47,300 is taxed at 22%, et cetera, right? These are called tax brackets. Yeah, we, and the, the funny thing is, like, since we've met each other, we've climbed through those tax brackets. <laughs> not by much. We've, no, um, but, but still. I'm not even sure if we've hit the, well, I shouldn't openly discuss our, our oh, I finances, get, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but maybe, maybe we should cut that out. I, no, sometimes I forget no, we're uh, no. recording. No, that's okay. And we ha- I, I don't know that we really have. Plus, the brackets have changed a lot. They did in that the TCJA, true. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but the, uh, the highest bracket currently of income tax is 37%. Mm-hmm. And that's on taxable income above $539,900. Okay. In fact, I'm pretty sure I never had a client I ever saw in that bracket. I, I, I mean, it's, I had middle class clients. A, I didn't yeah. have rich clients. <laughs> so if you've ever heard anyone mention their marginal tax bracket, yes. mm-hmm. that's your highest tax bracket. Mm-hmm. Whatever the highest bracket you fall into, that's your marginal rate. So if you make $100,000, say, in 2022, you're, you subtract out your standard deduction of 12550 now your taxable income is $87,450, your taxable income, okay? The first 10275 will be taxed at 10%. So you'll owe on that amount $1,028. Then you'll owe 12% on the next $31,500. So that's $3,780 on that amount. Then on your last $45,675, you'll owe 22% or $10,049. So if you add all those three up, so that's your highest bracket, your income, your marginal tax rate is 22%. If you add those three layers up, you will owe a total of $14,857 in income tax. Okay. Your effective income tax rate is the average. (laughs) The average percentage of taxes you're paying. So before because before the mm -hmm. Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, that was always a big thing to bring up. Like Mm. A corporation's effective rate. Effective rate is much lower than what you know. So they they uh, uh, did the flat rate versus progressive yes. for corporate. That's yes. correct. They do have a flat rate. Mm-hmm. So so if in that scenario of this you know hypothetical person that if you owed fourteen thousand eight hundred fifty seven dollars that per that hypothetical person on a hundred thousand dollars of income your effective or average income tax rate is just below fifteen percent okay. or fourteen point eight five seven percent. Okay. Okay. That's a huge oversimplification. There are credits. If you've got kids or but, yeah. parents you take care of. If we or... if we wanted to read off the tax code, like, oh my God. like everybody would go to sleep. I've got it and... right up there. 
Yes, you it's do. a couple years old, but I still got it. It and, doesn't uh, have the CARES Act, doesn't have the American Rescue Plan, but it's there. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's missing some things. Because mm-hmm. shit gets added to that thing every year, doesn't Constantly. it? Constantly. You could buy an electric vehicle and there might be an incentive with a credit. You could install solar panels. There's a metric shit ton of things that directly reduce or potentially raise your income taxes. So, But that just gives you an idea of the basic function of it. Um, the thing to keep in mind is that once you hit that bracket of 37%, you are never paying more than that percentage on any dollar over that. So that will be your marginal tax rate. So if you make a million dollars, you are in the same marginal tax bracket as someone who makes a billion dollars or billions and billions and billions and billions, <laughs> right? Billions. It, it doesn't keep rising any higher than that. It did used to. The highest tax brackets used to be in the 90 percent. Yes. Uh, yeah. Day, uh, so. Post-World War II, mm-hmm. right up until Reagan. Mm-mm. Or was it Carter? No, it lowered before. Did it? Okay. I think so. I thought Reagan made most of those slashes, but Mm-mm. I could be wrong. Not that much. Okay. No, it's 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 gone down, I'm pretty sure. So that's a very quick primer on income taxes, federal income taxes, right? Aren't you proud of me just moving right along? Moving along. <laughs> so and we're walking. And we're walking, we're walking. The second type of taxes are often collectively known as payroll taxes because they're usually collected and paid by employers on behalf of their employees. These taxes pay for Social Security and Medicare. There's also unemployment tax, mm-hmm. but that is only paid by the um, the employer, mm-hmm. just for the record. Now, it is so people talk about like, oh, I pay into the unemployment system. Technically, no, Technically, you no. don't. Your employer does, the reason, as they should. But the reason they do is because you are employed. Yes. So, in, yes. A, in a sense, right. you if do. You weren't, they wouldn't be paying that amount if you weren't employed with them. Right. That's correct. That's correct. It's a very low ceiling. You yes. don't have to pay much in unemployment, but no. yeah. Um, so, Social Security and Medicare are the prime bits of payroll tax. Social Security is also known as OASDI, Old Age Survivors and Disability Insurance, it's a program, this was a, literally an FDR thing, right? Part of the New Deal. Um, and it is a program within the states that is supposed to pay you a certain amount of, supposed to. Supposed to. Pay you a certain amount of income monthly after a certain age or if you become disabled. Um, or if your spouse dies, that's the survivor part of sure. it. Sure. How much they pay you, at what age, under what circumstances, is a whole other ball of wax. And there are lots of people much more qualified than me to especially talk on, like, how hard it can be to get disability insurance. And that's a whole other thing. But anyway, if you are traditionally employed, which means you work for someone else, right? You have a job, someone else is your employer. Your employer is required to take out or withhold from your pay 6.2% of your pay. Now, there are, again, there are some exceptions. There are like pre-tax contributions to retirement, health insurance, blah, 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 blah. We're not going to get bogged down in that. And they take that money, they withhold it, and they pay it over to the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, the government agency responsible for collecting taxes. We will talk more about the IRS later. I'm sure you knew that. Yes. Um now, it's important to note your standard deduction that we talked about does not come into play here. They're talking your gross wages. So, Then, your employer 
is required to match that 6.2%. So mm-hmm. they take your half that they withheld, they mm-hmm. add matching funds, and then they hand it over to the IRS. Um, Social Security is what is called a regressive tax. Mm-hmm. So if progressive means the more money you make, the more you pay, regressive is the exact opposite, mm-hmm. right? So once you hit, in 2022, $147,000 in pay, you don't have to pay into Social Security for any amounts over that. So you're paying that 6.2% up to 147000 and then you're done. Hmm. You don't. You're not paying any more. That's not a lot to retire off. Well, it's the benefits are limited, right? You're sure. not. You're not. Well, and the thing is, Social Security, you are not making no. what you made when you paid. Oh my God, no. Social Security is a whole other, whole other thing. But anyway, um, so your effective rate of Social Security goes down the more money you make. Mm-hmm. Well, once you hit that amount. The effective rate will be 6.2% up to that $147,000 ceiling. But then once you go past that, your effective rate is going down, down, down because it's 0% over $147,000. So here's how that turns out in numbers. Say you make fifty grand a year. You have to pay 6.2% into Social Security. That's $3,100. Say you make $500,000. You make 10 times more than that person. You're paying $9,114 in Social Security or an effective rate of 1.82%. You're paying less percentage-wise into Social Security because it's not a flat tax. Hmm. Interestingly, we could probably fund Social Security a whole lot more if we just kept it going or made it progressive. But I digress. Either way. In addition to Social Security, there's a tax for Medicare which is our only version of nationalized health care insurance. Medicare only kicks in for those over a certain age. Right now it's 65 or older or under certain disability circumstances. Wasn't that a, uh, if, I, if I recall, wasn't that like a Joe Biden campaign promise, like getting it down to 60 or 55? Is it? I don't remember I that. I think it was, but was it? he just... They all just sold so much bullshit. It, like, doesn't matter now. I'm sorry. But... Are you saying that Joe Biden said something he didn't follow through on? Yeah, it's amazing, right? It's a you shock. Mean... Hell so please. <laughs> you mean, like, I mean, that's... Like, liter- everything? That's literally what you could just call his presidency. Mm-hmm. All the things I campaigned on but didn't follow through on. The one thing... Oh, he... and we lost <laughs> and we lost rights along the way. <laughs> Yay. Even the thing he followed through on, which was like, oh, this, the, the second stimulus should be yeah. $2,000. He just rounded it up from the previous yes. payment. Oh, yes. my God. And people actually even forgave him a little bit for that because people were like, well, at least we got some scratch. We got money. We got some money. But we'll talk about that later. I, I mean, the vaccine was... Hey, I mean, who knows? Depending on who you are out there. Mm-hmm. But the vaccine, I I thought for like two or three month period, I, I don't know if you remember because it's hard to remember right. at, this t- at this time a year ago. Mm-hmm. But at this point a year ago, people were like optimistic. I know things were looking things up. Things were opening up again and concerts and, and it was just. And Biden was in the White House, no more Trump. And, and things yeah, were looking. That was just mm-hmm. a year ago when we felt that way. What a difference a year can no make. No fucking shit. Ugh. But hey, you and I, we we tried to warn people. I couldn't find my Bernie koozie. I wanted to use my Bernie koozie tonight. <laughs> I think it's in the washer. But 
All right, so the tax for Medicare is 1.45%. Works the same way as Social Security. Your employer withholds 1.45%. They match it, send it off to the IRS. Now, there is no wage threshold for Medicare like there is for Social Security, and there technically is a progressive tax. Because if you make over a certain amount, which is right now for a single person $125,000 in a year, you are subject to an additional Medicare tax. You have to pay an additional, (laughs) how they come up with these numbers, I don't know, 0.9%. Not 1%. No, no, no. 0.9%. It's less menacing if it's (laughs) 0.9%. Round down. Yeah, exactly. You're fucking right it is because it's less than $10. (laughs) This is less than 1%. And psychologically, like, people understand that. Yep. You know, I mean, it is a common... Tale as old as time marketing. Yeah, it's a common speed. tactic used all over the world, but mm-hmm. people use it for a reason because it works. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it's also worth noting that your employer is so your employer's taking out the social security, matching it, sending it to the IRS, taking out your Medicare, matching it, sending out to the IRS, but your employer is also responsible for your income tax withholding. Mm-hmm. Except for very, very few exceptions of people who are actually exempt from federal income tax, which is extremely few people under extremely unusual circumstances, they, oh my goodness. He might need to use the bathroom. No, he used it just before. Yeah. Okay. No, he's being a dick. He knows Mm. we're in here. And it's only six o'clock. Demetrius. Stop it. It sounds like he's trying to open the door. It does. You can hear the, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if he figures it out one day. Yeah. Honestly. He did figure it out on the last well, that because it didn't really mm-hmm. close all the way. Yeah, yeah but he, he remembers. <laughs> yep. So your employer is also withholding from your paycheck your income taxes, but you're the one responsible for telling them how much to take out, which is yeah, that's infinitely true. confusing yeah, for that, everybody. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> there yeah, because is, every, everybody's withholdings are different. Yes. A lot of people's are pretty basic, but... Yes, but it, it's people, not a perfect system. Some people itemize, some people do this, They do recently redid the W-4 form, which is the form that you tell your employer how much to take out, and it's confused the shit out of everybody. It is... And your employer is disallowed from advising you Of course, on it. yeah. So you either have to talk to a tax pro or try it yourself, and then you end up owing a whole bunch. It is shit. It's just terrible. Um, and we'll talk in a second on why the IRS can't figure it out for you. But anyway, um, you may end up getting a refund at the end of the year. You end up, may end up owing more money when you file your taxes. Most people have to file their taxes by April 15th as an individual. Oh, and you have to file them yourself. That's right. Either on paper or by using a preparer or online software to e-file and, Almost guaranteed you'll get charged for that. Yeah. There is technically free e-filing options for very low-income people. Most working-to-middle-class people will not qualify for that and will have to pay. And usually that goes up if you have to file a state return. Oh, because, yeah, you have to pay, except for seven states, you have to pay state income tax, too. Mm. So, yeah, some people even have to pay county tax or municipal tax. That's a whole other thing. But um, uh, we don't have automatic filing, like in many other, (laughs) most other developed nations, because the preparation software companies have successfully lobbied Congress to stop them from implementing that. They have paid off our elected officials Mm -hmm. to stop that. They're like, that money's for us. Yep. So do not blame the IRS. 
Public service announcement. It's not the IRS's fault. Blame your fucking corrupt congressperson who chose money from Intuit, TurboTax. Um, Intuit owns TurboTax and QuickBooks. They are the devil. Um, uh, tax Act, Tax See, are, Slayer, are, are all that shit. Are you going to tell shit. me there's one company that owns two huge tax... Uh, financial software yeah. products? Yeah. They also own Rocket Mortgage. Oh, so three. Yeah. Um, over the interest of their constituents. I wonder, yeah. I wonder why you see commercials for them all the time. All three football. of those. All three Always of those. Always in football. When it's, sports. Uh, yeah. Yes. In any, general, any live sports. Sports. Yeah. But in the playoff season in the NFL is the worst because it's the new year. Yep. Oh, and they're paying. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They have they're so paying, much money. Yeah. They pay millions to Congress to yep. get this this way. So Now. I did say, <laughs> this is all for people who are traditionally employed. What if you're self-employed? A lot of people are self-employed. Mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. Well, then, my friends, guess what? No one's matching your Social Security, 6.2%. No one's matching your Medicare, 1.45%. Nope. So who has to pay it? Well, the employer has to pay it. Who's the employer? You. You, <laughs> you, you have, have to, to pay, pay your own parts. Social Security and Medicare and <laughs> That's Medicaid. That's exactly right. You're not paying... T- Social Security, you're paying 12.4%. Instead of 1.45% of Medicare, you're paying 2.9%, and you get to figure it out yourself. How much you take out, and when, and when you pay it, and if you don't, you're going to get penalized at the end of the year, or maybe you owe a shit ton. It is, I cannot tell you how many people have come to me for tax preparation when I was doing that who were Mm self-employed, didn't even realize it in some cases they're like oh i'm a i'm not self-employed i'm an independent contractor that's self-employed Same. just so you know if someone's issuing you a 1099 you my friend are self-employed so a 1099 nec but anyway so <laughs> they got so shocked at the end of the year because essentially they owed an extra 15 percent hmm. on top of their federal income tax with no which no one else is withholding for them Hmm. You can get slammed at the end of the year. So if you ever think of starting a business, becoming self-employed, cannot implore you enough, go visit a qualified tax professional. Um, and if they try to talk you into starting an S-corp, make sure you understand it before you do. Just saying. So this is all a massive oversimplification. Everything I've said that sounds complicated is the easiest part easiest, most elemental parts of our tax system. Um, Our tax system is horrifically cobbled together. All sorts of incentives meant to um, make people want to do some things or not do other things in all areas of life are built into this uh, tax code. It can be incredibly regressive Those of us who are working or middle class are subject proportionately to way more tax in the United States than those who make major bank. The Mm -hmm. 1% are not paying effectively what we are paying in taxes. That's how it goes. So um, there's also a little thing called capital gains tax, which, you know, um, uh, that means that a lot of passive income, like income earned by selling property or stock, are typically taxed at much lower rates than income. So instead of a top bracket of 37%, you're looking at a worst case scenario of 21%. 
you buy a you buy a building or buy a house off of somebody when the market's low. You wait a couple years, the market shoots shoots up. You sell it. The difference in what you made, max worst you're looking at is twenty one percent, not thirty seven percent. So, and it makes sense. We're a capitalist nation. Capital holders are rewarded, right? Mm-hmm. Over labor, of course. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it works. Yes. Um, it's a much smaller source, but just very briefly to touch on corporate taxes. As of now, the income tax rate for a corporation is flat. Um, it does not change based on income level. The rate is 21%. It was lowered from 35% thanks to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, the biggest overhaul of the U.S. tax code since 1986. There are also a ton, and by a ton, I mean a ton of tax loopholes for corporations as well as wealthy and high-earning individuals. I believe one of those loopholes, one of the big controversies, were was essentially you could... Um, you were incentivized to shut down a factory here and open up one overseas. Oh. Like there was... In, in the TCGA? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, so there was a repatriation okay. I've... component of okay. the TCGA, which was the opposite. Oh, okay. But it's it was for funds, not necessarily for um, labor. I gotcha. It wasn't necessarily a labor thing. But either way, one of those sneaky corporate loopholes. Where is it? Oh, it's right up there. Yeah, I see the TCJ. Yes. My annotated TCJ. Mm -hmm. All right. So how does the U.S. spend its money? I'll have to mark the time of where we are now. So anyone who wants to skip all the tax talk can just come straight here. Sure. (laughs) So we're at the spending portion. So... When we talk about how the United States spends its money, we have to differentiate between the two broadest categories of governmental spending, mandatory and discretionary spending. Okay, sure. There is an, also a third category, which is interest on debts. and that But that makes up such a small amount comparatively. Yeah, we're not going to address it. And it is just... It exists. It is just paying interest on loans, mm-hmm. right? That's the idea, so... It's you, not the behemoth that the you know the other two branches are. Not at all. So do you know what mandatory spending is? I actually had not heard these terms before. I'm going to guess mandatory spending is what is in whatever annual budget. Mm-hmm. That's a really good guess. Um, what it actually is is money that has been promised by law okay. to be paid out through permanent appropriations, meaning this is not an annual decision. It's... It's a long-term decision requirement to be paid out. And these mandatory spending items are Social Security, Medicare, and Social Safety nets like Medicaid. For now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Medicaid is medical insurance assistance for some people with limited income and resources. And items like food stamps. Just to just to do a little bit on Medicaid. Now, mm-hmm. Medicaid is different from Medicare. It is. Medicaid. Medicare is for disabled right. and, el- well, quote, elderly people 65 and, and older. older. Mm-hmm. Medicaid is essentially for poor people, no matter what you're There age. is an income qualification yes. for that. Um, not that there was, I mean, Barack Obama, the Obamacare was far from perfect. Yes. Obviously, mm-hmm. it still left tens of millions of people without insurance. So how yes. you can how you can call it a success, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But what it did do was uh, allocated 
hundreds of millions or in some cases billions, like mm -hmm. in the case of California, billions of extra funds uh -huh. for Medicaid. Mm -hmm. And to give you an... I already know our international listeners know just how crazy mm -hmm. and... Just how ridiculous craven. it is that we have to pay for no, 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 but oh, how gotcha. craven Republicans are. Oh, mm -hmm. To me, this is the one thing that will always make me stand out as how, like, vicious Republicans are. Mm -hmm. Certain states with Republican governors mm -hmm. literally refused. Yes. Met, what they called free, expansion, mm -hmm. free money. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't like okay, you're the people in your state are gonna have to pay an extra one percent. No, it was here. You go. It's a federal grant essentially. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and Republican no. governors were like, no, mm -hmm. we want poor people to die. Yes, they do. They do. I mean, why do you think they're they've made abortion federally yeah. not protected anymore? Because they to me they know. And, to, like, privileged people aren't going to die. I mean, we know they tried to overthrow the government and <laughs> installed a reality show clown mm -hmm. and 30 years earlier installed a, a Hollywood actor. Mm -hmm. um, but the viciousness to me is, like, imagine... It is horrible. <clears throat> like, imagine, like, just imagine, like, you're a person on the street mm -hmm. and some homeless guy's got up a sign. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, I'll give him $10. And, like, a rich guy walks around and, like, no. Nope. No? Yeah. You will not give him that $10. You will go away now. You will take your money and walk away. Yeah. They're not even trying to take it for themselves. No. no just You're just no. trying to put it in the cup. <laughs> like, it'd almost be better if they tried stealing. <laughs> yeah. It would. Yeah, in a way, it would be. Be like, that kind of makes sense. Like, well, then because, you're just corrupt. Right. Then you're just greedy. Like, you're we not, all. You're not morally bankrupt. Right. You're just greedy. Like, like we, we all get that. I and mean, we all, we're all greedy to a certain extent. Not to the extent these people will ever be. You're just looking out for yourself. Right. You're not actively working You're not actively <laughs> trying to fuck over somebody else. You are in the sense of looking out for yourself, but that's not your intent. Your intent is to look out for yourself. Right. The intent of that mm -hmm. was literally to mm -hmm. fuck over poor people. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, yeah. Like, this is Florida, motherfucker. You, do you think you're gonna get health insurance? What? What if you're a, what if you're an illegal? Yeah. I mean, it's just, fuck. Ugh. Yeah. See, anyway. I said we were gonna have rants. Yeah. This is a ranty episode. And I don't know why that, well, it, I know, I do know why it triggered that for mm -hmm. me, because I don't think a lot of people know that or, yeah. or realize mm -hmm. that. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And people should. That's fair. They absolutely should, yes. Uh-huh. So sometimes these mandatory spending items, Social Security, Medicare, Medi Medicaid, food stamps, WIC, that sort of thing. WIC is um, women, infants, children. Mm -hmm. It's meant, it's like food, food stamps, but it's for, the new version for um, uh, pregnant people and mm -hmm. people with young children and stuff. Um, or subsidiary of it. Yeah. Like yeah, I think they're state administrations mm -hmm. too. Now, some people call these entitlements now technically they are entitlements in the sense that people are entitled by law to them to them yes they are entitlements but people often interpret it as entitled oh you're entitled somebody's just you're giving you so that uppity and so yes, you didn't pay uh -huh. into it yourself oh no as a matter of fact i did and the enduring myth of the welfare queen which listen to the Yurong about about it like there's other people who explain it fabulously. Are there um, are, switched into? Are there not wealthy elite people who have figured out how to scam the system? Yeah, but guess what? There's a Way lot more. But guess what? There's people. a lot more of. 
I mean, it, 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 you know, the, yes. the old saying, you know, every accusation is a confession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's a good, that's a good way to look at it. Um, and then here's, okay, here's my, my rant, right? Here's gotcha. my thing. <clears throat> so people, so I get to sit back. people call it entitlements, right? But he, he, these are people, so we, we've decided that legally people should be entitled to these payouts either due to their age, their disability, or limited income and resources. I personally believe that those among us who are elderly, disabled, and or poor are 100% entitled to live. So you know what? Yes, entitled may sound like a fucking dirty word to these people, but maybe they should, oh, um, hmm, I wonder if maybe those Christians there should look up, I don't know, Luke 14, 12 to 14. You can look it up. I'm not going to quote it here because it uses words about, uh, the, the translations use words about disabled people that are certainly not politically correct. Just take a look at it. See what Jesus said about, oh, you know, uh, let me quote Jesus here. You fucking entitled elderly people. You fucking entitled kids. Like, Jesus Christ, what's your problem? Me, what's your problem? Look at that you know? entitled whore over there. Yes. Look at her. And and the, the one with uh, uh, leprosy. Look at that! Look at that entitled leprosy. Fuck you! You get to die. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm sorry that I happen to think that fucking living is not something you earn, and it makes me want to punch these people in the throat. Not not unlike how Donald Trump. Uh, essentially went after his own social uh, secret service Alleged, Allegedly. Yes. We have to say. God, fuck, if we haven't said worse than that. <laughs> but anyway. All right, we move on from the rant. The other category of spending, so we have mandatory spending. Other category is discretionary. discretionary. It is literally everything else. Everything else is considered, quote, discretionary spending. It's just the term they use for sure. it, right? So that means fu- the funding for every single other function of government Everything else, is, quote, discretionary. Yes. That's the Department of Defense, the Treasury Department, the State Department, Congress, everything. Does anybody want to guess? Hold on. Oh, you okay. can't run a... You oh, can't okay. Run a, I'm sorry. We are going All to right. get there, but you're going to have to wait. Okay. All right. You're going to have to let me guess, too. Yes. So because this is, quote, discretionary, that means it's budgeted by function of the current executive and legislative branches. This was all new to me. Do you know how this all happens? And this affects me, so it's important for me to know this. Well, it's bills that are passed through Congress. Yeah, so the United States runs on a fiscal year. Mm -hmm. That means not a calendar year, right? It doesn't start January 1st and each period of accounting. Two two companies I've worked for do it the same way. Oh, lots of companies companies do. do. Mm Mm-hmm. Smaller businesses, no, typically, but larger businesses. And they'll do it for a multitude of reasons. Mm -hmm. And they're allowed to. You can choose a fiscal year in a lot of instances. You just just have to have one. You have to have a year. (laughs) Yes. A first, you get to carve out out whatever 12 months. What days that year is going to (laughs) be. Yes, you do. So the United States runs on a fiscal year that runs from October 1st to September 30th. That's right. That's correct. Yeah. No, I'm just, I, sometimes I forget that, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, gotcha. The budget starts, so the process of budgeting starts like a year in advance. 
And it starts in the White House, which I didn't know. It starts in the Office mm-hmm. of Management and Budget, or mm-hmm. OMB. So agencies create their budget requests. Mm-hmm. Each individual, and we'll talk about agencies a little later, but each like little division of the government comes up with their, and it's not actually that little, they're the larger departments, but because they're all cabinet positions, mm-hmm. these are like executive functions. The, you know, the uh, Secretary of the Treasury says, here's how much we want for the Department of the Treasury. The Secretary of Defense says, here's how much we want for the Department of Defense, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Department of Agriculture, everybody. Yeah, the initial budget, the first one that the White House puts out, it's not going to be Everything the budget. Everything is a negotiation yes. point, right? But the only reason that ever became like something that people paid attention to was because of Trump's first year in office. Yes, because Jesus people Christ. saw the initial budget and they're like, are you fucking nuts? <laughs> Are you like, an idiot? Oh, yes, you oh, are. Oh, that's right. You are. <laughs> Correct. I mean, it got, it got whittled down over time into something close to being somewhat uh, right. normal. but Well, because, like, the actual adults in the room came in <laughs> yeah, and were like, like here's uh, how this actually no. works. Um, Sir, who bankrupted multiple companies, here's how <laughs> yes, you actually yeah. do things. And that's exactly yeah. the mindset he was thinking from. Oh, yeah. He's like, if I can borrow $5 trillion, I could build, like, a... a a uh, hotel on the moon. Can I just say? Yeah, no, no, well, no. But. You said borrow. It was borrow. so oh. cute. Well, it whatever. was adorable. Borrow? Borrow? No, no, I love it. It's oh. just so, it's so Messina of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> borrow. Sorry. Bad borrow. Or sorry. You're so, so, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I remember that being a thing because, and even on like the financial channels, people were like, uh, this isn't going to work. Well, that's the thing. So each agency or each, well, it's an agency that reaches up to the department, whatever. They have to come up with like, here's what we want. Then the president has to look at that and say, well, not the, it's not the president themselves, right? It's all staff. It's, it's all. But he's involved. I would think to a degree. Well, probably Trump when it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they probably just like pushed him out of the room from then on. They gave him McDonald's in the other room. They're like, here's a cheeseburger. Here's your Benadryl or whatever shit he was on. Here's a cheeseburger and a Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. And like threw it in a corner. And he was like... Oh, and Ivanka. Here's a picture of your oldest daughter in a swimsuit. God. He's such a creep. You sick fuck. So creepy, fuck face. Anyway, um, then the president has to be like, okay, I'm proposing this to Congress, so what of this do I agree with that is reasonable? Do I need to shave something here or there or, you know, expand, contract, typically contract, <laughs> um, to make this be a reasonable proposal? So that's what the, is being done. Early in the calendar year, the president then presents this proposal to Congress, which then launches what I called the budget, uh, uh, launches the budget into what I called a congressional purgatory. <laughs> so ELI five couldn't even help me on this. It's it, it was so hard. Explain to it like out. I'm five. On yes. Reddit. So we're in Congress, right? So we first up, first up, we're, we're actually not far from it. <laughs> In the budget process, <laughs> they have to pass a budget resolution that sets overall spending limits. They say we're not going to go. That's the big framework, right? Like you can think of it for most people doing a budget. Your framework mm-hmm. is your income. Like right? if I'm going to the grocery, just in simple terms, if I'm going to the grocery store tonight, the budget's $100 and you're asking for 120 No, that's the next step. Oh, okay. This is... This week, we're making oh, X I see. number of dollars. That's our budget. So the 
that's our overwhelming budget, right? Like, mm. that's our parameters. Mm. Or borrowing. That's another, which we'll get into. There's debts and deficits, et cetera. But, um, but that's just... Ooh, oh, oh, no. Ooh. Oh, no. All right. There was a spillage situation, everybody. We're... We're recovering. There were broad gestures. I will try not to knock over your beer next. Just toss it over there. (laughs) All right. So, so we, they've decided how, like how much they're willing to stick to. Like we are going to budget X number of dollars, X trillions of dollars. Right. And we're not going to let our budget go past that amount. So man, so we've got the budget. Minus mandatory spending equals discretionary spending, which is what you can actually budget, right? So to get into the nitty gritty, the House and Senate each have appropriation committees. It's the budget committee, right? Um, And they have to get to work to figure out details of budget by function. And those are the subcommittees. There are 12 subcommittees in both the House and the Senate. And they, it's like one is... Uh, labor, one is health and human services, one is education. Oh, sorry. No, that's a whole thing. (laughs) Labor, health and human services, education, and related agencies is one. Homeland Security is one. (laughs) They get their own. Energy and water development and related agencies is one. Uh, That's an example. Just out of curiosity, do you remember uh, what president created the the Department of Homeland Security? G-Dub Dubs. Uh, What uh, party is he affiliated with? The GOP. And what do they always talk about, about government? They're always trying to make it what? Small, small government. No government overreach. Hmm. That's odd. So So they, so they, so they, so they created a new agency. That surveils. On top of the other 15 agencies that we have that already did that. Um, Okay. Yeah, just, just to clarify, I get that. A little side note. Each of these subcommittees have hearings with the head of these agencies. So, like, the Secretary of the Treasury um, comes and talks to the Appropriations Committee, etc. Or subcommittee of that that heads, you know, wherever that falls under. The the Director of the... Of, or the Secretary of Homeland Security. Director of... Whatever. The head of Homeland Security comes those, and talks to those that people. subcommittee. Yeah. Um, and then they draft, the, the subcommittee drafts their proposal of funding for each agency. So you can see where actually the the head of those, each department, comes into play because it's like, how convincing are you that your department needs this money? It's like a weird Hunger Games <laughs> of the cabinet, you know? Kind of makes sense in a way. Yeah, like, <laughs> it does a little bit. It's like, bit. Uh, who wants, what was the, uh, in succession? We're gonna play. Uh, oh, bore on the we're floor. We're gonna play bore on the floor. Oh my god, <laughs> that's exactly what the fuck they're doing that too. That was one of the more disturbing scenes in any team, yeah. and it wasn't like inherently disturbing in terms of like they were doing something horrific. It yeah, was just they were. The degradation. They were, they were doing something horrific. It was the degradation. Yeah. The degra- The degradation is the horrific part. Yes, yes, it is. And, yes, um, it is. You're right. Every elite, I think, has to go through bore on the floor at some point. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I know. I'm not kidding because that degradation is part of, and you saw how different people reacted to that degradation. Yes. Two of them reacted it to it like, okay, Three, that was that. Two of them reacted to it in a way, like, okay, I've kind of learned my lesson. 
The like one reacted to it is, well, now I need to degradate somebody beneath me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a lesson he so learned. So Tom Wamsgans, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's how people. But that's how people become craven fucking maniacs. Yes. Is because of shit like that. Well, it's like you know, Trump would have happened when would not have happened if Fred Trump had just not been a dick to him. Or if the NFL had just let him buy the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> See, your which, team which, which I was the sacrificial lamb, which I was against in 2014. You would rather. I would rather. <laughs> for the sake of and that's saying that's saying that a lot saying as a, lot. a Bills fan. <laughs> Because I know exactly where they would be if he had taken over. They'd be at the bottom of the fucking league every year. And then they'd go bankrupt and be gone. Or something, yeah. Or he'd move them to somewhere else. You know what? I would have rathered that, too. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think people understand that statement I just made. I am a Bills fan. We are on the verge of possibly winning a Super Bowl. Yes, we are. And I would have rather had my team go in the dumpster for the sake of the rest of the country and the world. I love that your sacrifice yes, is like it your team. Been. It would have been my sacrifice. Just, and that's just, more than like your life. Exactly. <laughs> just like the Creed song, My Sacrifice. <laughs> that's what I was willing to give up. What were you willing to do? <laughs> I'd give up the dolphins in a hot second. There Who you cares? Go. But you don't care that much. <laughs> I don't <so>. care. <laughs> All right. So the House Committee takes their proposal to the rest of the House. The Senate committee to the rest of the Senate. Then, ideally, the House and the Senate can, like, resolve their differences between their respective bills and send the result to the president. The president signs it into law, and hey, it all happened by September 30th. We're golden. We're fine. Yay. Good for us. This so rarely happens. Instead, everyone picks and fights, fights, and they don't agree on the 12 individual bills. They can't resolve their differences in time to pass the budget by literally the day it needs to be passed to go into effect. Sometimes they can pass an omnibus bill. Mm-hmm. And that is, they've resolved funding And that's generally what happens. And like cobbled together, yep. yeah. But if they can't complete a budget by September 30th, cobbled together by those omnibuses, then either Congress has to pass a continuing resolution, which is like, we're just going to keep going with last year's budget. Happened. This, for this, now. This also happens, happens every, every year. year. Yeah, almost every year, right? Pretty much. Um, or the government shuts down. Mm-hmm. Now, a shutdown means... It means a lot of things. Basically, federal employees are furloughed. Mm-hmm. So either you don't work or some people are considered essential employees. At, or what's, the term is accepted employees, which means they, by function of law, have to keep working regardless None of these people are getting paid. Not the people furloughed, not the people working. And they're not guaranteed to get paid after. Is that correct? No, they are guaranteed to okay. get paid after. So that is I'm the I'm sure upside. they get fucked over here and there. It's, but. Well, you know what's getting fucked over? Your cash flow is yeah. stymied for an undetermined, indeterminate yeah. amount of time until Congress can get their fucking shit together. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, if you're a furloughed employee, you know what you can't do? Work. Mm-hmm. By law, you can't cannot work. work. Can't even take a side job. You can't... Vol- no, no, no. That's a whole other... It's oh. a whole other situation. I trust me, I read the well, OPM I, I, I do trust you. The idea is that you can, but only if you have already gone through the hoops to have an external job, which is another thing. But, um... So... Yep, so you're either, you can't volunteer your time. You're not allowed to do that. You can't say, hey, look, I'm cool whether you pay me or not. Just let me keep working. You can't. By law, you cannot. 
Um, it's basically like a lockout. It's like the yes, sports version of a lockout. They're the except, government version of a sports except lockout. Except you're not earning any labor rights. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in the process. Um, so you do get paid after the shutdown in that case, which means Congress finally resolves some version of the budget. So people who are still required to work are working in advance of their pay. Mm-hmm. And imagine if you, like basically everybody else, need your month-to-month income or week-to-week or bi-week to bi-week <laughs> And you're still working and you're not getting it. You're getting jack shit and yeah, working fuck, for free. Fuck that. And then imagine, here's the other thing that I imagine would be quite frustrating to be an accepted employee. You're working. You're not getting paid. The government stops the shutdown. Everything's good. You get your pay. But so does everyone else who just got a vacay. Yep. Right? Because, like, they they didn't have to work, and they're getting paid, it too. It just blows a fucking hole in things that you wasn't necessary. You don't get, necessary. like, a bonus no. for hanging in? Nope. Like, that's just how it works. Which is why, please no think interest. of the government workers. <laughs> These are civil servants. Well, hey, I trying. mean, a lot of people went through that during COVID. And before well, then. And through different off and yeah, stuff, yeah. Through different situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and anyone fighting anytime, for a union? Anytime there's mm-hmm. been a federal shutdown, that's what people go through. Yep. For, mm-hmm. like you said, an unspecified amount of time. That's correct. There's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's also important to remember that there are approximately 2 million employees of the federal government in the United States. That's how many people are affected every time this government shuts down, which is and every time not there's, infrequently. And every time there's a budget. Yep. Yep. Because that may dictate whether I mean, you a, get help it's, or it's whether a, a job gets cut. It's a year-by-year year thing, too. You gotta live on. absolutely correct. Uh-huh. Um, this year, just for the record, we avoided a shutdown. But did, there was but a was... lot of continuing resolutions yes. for almost six months. Yep. October, November, it. December, January, February. 14th of mm-hmm. March is when... I don't know why I said that Britishly. March 14th. Britishly. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how Britishly just became a word. But I, but I like it. I'm not British. <laughs> British Lee. <laughs> March 14th, 2020. It just, it just means you're from New England. <laughs> <laughs> so the budget proposed and adopted is quite often, in fact, usually in excess of the revenue expected sure, to be received. That's right, because we, we do run on a deficit. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about the deficit. Yeah. That's called a deficit. A mm-hmm. budget deficit. Yes. So... To bridge that gap, the U.S. government has to what? What any of us would do if we spend more than we make. You have to borrow money. Yeah, you have to sell weapons to, like, your enemies. Well, that's like, called... Like, yeah, no, shit like that's, that. that's not that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a sale. Oh, we don't do that We're either. talking borrowing. Yeah. So we have... The United States has somewhere in the ballpark of how much in federal debt. Do you know what our th- U.S. Isn't debt, it, um, national debt is? Isn't it, like, $21 trillion? 30 Oh, my... It, has it gone up that it's whole... $30 trillion, roughly, ballpark. Fuck. Wasn't it twenty one trillion like just two years ago? I did not look at past stuff. Okay, so I didn't see. Yeah. We're approximately Jesus. thirty trillion dollars in federal debt. Um, do you know how much the interest on that is for fiscal year twenty twenty two, which is the year we're in now? How um, much is the interest on? Like seven percent. Oh, I I actually didn't oh. do the percentage. It's oh. actually not a bad deal. Three hundred five billion. That's way yeah. Percentage wise, that's we're that's, getting some good deals. That's a tenth of a trillion. Correct? That's 10%. A billion? 300. No, 100 billion is 10th. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're at, yeah. well, actually, it's, it isn't a great deal. We're running at 10%. 10%. So I, it was, it's higher than what I thought. 
I mean, like, I guess I'm thinking, like, personal debt and 10% ain't good no. on personal debt. That's, like, a line of credit no. cost. See, I can math. <laughs> <laughs> the Congressional Budget Office or... Oh, Jesus Christ, I didn't even do this. Primary sources <laughs> for this episode are... You, the, you did those, didn't you? Yeah, no. You did. No, I did not. The Balance, CBS News, CNBC, oh. Congre- Congressional Research Service, the Internal Revenue Service, Investopedia, the National Conference of State Legislatures, ProPublica, Security Tax Administration, the Tax Foundation, the Undersecretary of Defense, USA Spending.gov, and Wikipedia. Okay. Yes. Now. All of those things. All of those do things. All, do all of those things. The Congressional Budget Office, or CBO, expects that expects the cost of that interest to double within 10 Shh. years. So we're talking 20%. Did I get that 10% right? Well, I did, didn't I? Well, it depends on... Yeah, you did. Yeah. But it only depends... Their their projections may also be based on increased debt. Well, sure. And it's not going to be 10% all at once. I mean, it could well, be well, 1% each. No, no, no. The thing is, they may be expecting our debt to go up to $60 trillion, in oh, which case... Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, that's true. I didn't see... I didn't yeah. think of that mm-hmm. side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. All right. Not the interest, per se, to rise. The amount the, of money. The principal may, may yes. rise, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So let's talk mandatory spending crises. So we talked about mandatory spending, especially as projected in the current fiscal year. So Mm -hmm. in 2022, total mandatory spending, Social Security, Medicare, quote, entitlements, right, is budgeted to be $4.018 trillion in fiscal year 2022. Do you remember how much we were taking in? I think just around that amount, right? Exactly. $4.05 trillion. So almost all of that is going going straight out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Social Security, like I said, it's paid out to older people. You can start collecting Social Security benefits as young as age 62 currently. And this this is why they fucking want their hands on that money so fucking bad. Well, no, we're going to talk through the whole thing. There's actually a little bit of a mini you're wrong about regarding Social Security. No, no, no. I'm saying they want that money to to take away the, yes, to take away the excuse of we don't have to spend on on this anymore. Well, because it's a quote entitlement. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you, yeah, right now you can start collecting Social Security at 62, but you can wait it out a little bit and get a bigger payout monthly if you reach what's called full retirement age. That is currently determined by your birth year. Now, right now, anybody younger than boomers is not, are not eligible, right? No. So they're really just looking at boomers now. So the people currently reaching retirement age... Right now, based on your birth year, it's between 66 and 67 years old. It's like people born between X year and X year, it's like 66. X and X is 66 in two months. X and X is 62 in four months, you know. It's like a whole gradient At this point, it's basically like if you're born in what, 19... It's like 43 to... um, Let's see, what's 62 would be 60. Yeah. 1960. 1960. Jesus Christ. 62 or 1960 born in the was 60s 62 are now years. Eligible. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I know. People who were born in the 60s are going to be in their 60s. Yes. 60 for 60. <laughs> some, of the, some, some of them already are. <laughs> yes. But if you hold out until you're 70 to start getting your social security benefits, you'll max out your benefits. You can get even more. And it rises each year you wait. So basically, the longer you wait, the more you'll get paid monthly. Sure. 
I think that's why but one it of maxes the, out at 70. I have a feeling probably. that's why one of the guys I work with is like 71 years old. It's just like, come on, dude. Well, no, he's maxed out at this point, <laughs> yeah. you know? So. But that's why I want to say to him, like, dude, give it up. Like, like stop. For your own benefit. <laughs> and I don't know if you know how the payouts work. I'm not going to get too in the beats, but like... You basically have to I'm have I'm sure worked, they try to fuck you over however they can. You have to have worked for at least 40 or yeah. 40 quarters, which is 10 years. Right? Yeah, I was just going to say, that's not that But long. some people don't work concurrent years, so, you know, it's quarters. It's all measured in three-month increments. I see. You know? So you could shave off some time here and there because it wasn't a full quarter. No, no it's just, uh-huh. it's it's helpful for people who job jump or have periods of unemployment okay. that it doesn't was, have to be. Again, I wasn't reading it that way. It, I guess it could be read both ways. You know, it could, it could be. And then your payout is based on your income sure. during oh, some of, of those periods. So anyway. Yeah. So for years and years social security rolled along just fine because this premise worked out. The premise was each generation of workers working paying into the system are the younger generation paying mm-hmm. for the older right. generation's retirement. It's a it's it's literally paying it forward. Yes, yeah. So it's just like hey, you're sixty five years I mean this is something that came out of the depression. Yes. Where people mm-hmm. were elderly and whatever savings they had were gone, mm-hmm. and they literally and they literally just died. Mm-hmm. They just died, and they the gen- didn't have money. Yeah. The generation after that was like, well, you know, we should probably try to change that. Like Let's when help you, our parents and grandparents. When you retire, uh-huh. you shouldn't go poor and destitute, which is what re- happened to people back yes, then. Literally, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm well, not it's even happening to people now. It does, yeah. but they they sharply decreased it. They did decrease it. Um, uh, so congratulations, sharply. were better than a hundred years ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, in some regards, in that regard, anyway. But um, but yeah, it's it's literally and it's how I feel. I think it's how we were kind of raised to feel in a certain way. It's like we are obliged to help well, the older when you get to retirement. Of course, you don't become poor and destitute. Well, like I like said, you get to enjoy like your. Like I said, those of us who are not depraved think that elderly people have a right to exist without yeah, working without <laughs> being, and without being concerned where they're going to get their next meal yes. or yes it should it's like be you earned. already it's like you here's how i think of it you already put in your fucking time mm-hmm. so now you get to mm-hmm. retire on the beach if you fucking want to I think you, get, that's you know fair. what you, you know what you get to do whatever the fuck you want yeah because you already put in your time i think that's that's, fair. that's how i think about it now that worked for a long time the amount being paid in was more than the amount pay, being paid out again very yeah. simple cash flow yeah. math right yeah now that allowed wait, for a system, wait a system called, that makes sense. We will be talking more about uh, that, but that. what that allowed was for a trust fund to accumulate. So more money was coming in than was going out. So what do you know, do with the balance? I know the, where you're going. Mm, okay. I don't know that you do. This okay. is a little bit of a you're wrong about. So okay. these trust funds are accumulating now. Technically, there are two trust funds: the OASI, which is the Old Age and Survivors Insurance Trust. And the DI, the Disability Insurance Trust. So they're they're separated um, in terms of accumulation because they are two different circumstances, right? You may be very young but still be eligible for disability insurance. You may be old and therefore eligible, or have a, a, a spouse who dies and therefore be or or a parent and therefore be able to get survivor's insurance under certain circumstances. So these funds are held in interest-bearing U.S. Treasury securities earning interest um and that went along without any problems basically the earnings and the um well actually more so the money coming in was paying for everything going out 
2010 was the year where it was the first year that the money coming in was less than the money being paid out. So think about that's, what is that? If you're, if you were born in what, 48, you were 62 in 2010. That was a lot of digits. Yes, correct. Yeah, okay. correct. That is correct. <laughs> Which we're talking boomer territory now, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, so they're like, okay, the money coming in isn't covering all the benefits being paid out. So what do we need to do? We need to dip into the trust fund. Yep. Now that is what it's there for. Sure. It's okay that that was being done. But the problem is that has happened every year since 2010. It is expected to continue. And so cash, de- cash flow deficits every single year. And that is not expected to stop. In 2021, the deficit, so money um, in, was less than money going out by $126 billion. Okay. Now that's projected to rise to $452 billion by 2034. It's like 12 years from now. Yeah, it's expected it's to more, far. to like triple. Uh, the, just the fact that you just said 2034 is only 12 years from now. It's like, I know. It's like, what is this fucking... Robocop or something? Uh, like some... Is this Horizon Zero Dawn? <laughs> so here's the thing. When you keep doing that year after year, in 2035, there's no more cash reserves. So it will that... be money in is money out. You know what? That explains a lot about Good. the social security argument that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Because I never understood it in those terms, but okay. that's exactly the terminology that they use. Uh, Bernie Sanders has been talking about... The deficit? The, well, the surplus is going to end at this time, so now we need to yes. have... Mm-hmm. An increase. Well, well rich, we'll talk about we're that. We're going to have rich people pay into Social Security to get that. We're going to talk about that in anyway. just a second. So that means that the only money that can be paid out in benefits is what's coming in. Um, so currently that's projected to mean that the benefits will be cut to about 80% of projected benefits at first. So 2035, if you have a parent who will be collecting Social Security in 2035, you, at present projections, can expect their benefits to only be 80% of what they are entitled to by original law. Meaning 80% due to of what deficit. you paid in. No, 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 no. Oh, it doesn't, okay. it doesn't, okay. it's not dollar for dollar. Okay. Don't well, think I'm going to stop way. with money terms then. Yeah. Well, for this part of yeah. it. Um, and eventually it will reduce to 74% by the end of the century. Now, what that does say... And it's a ways away. It is a ways away. So what it, it does mean... we make it mean, that far. <laughs> I always, I've always done our retirement planning like there's no Social Security. Left, sure. Right? Yeah. It'll be a bonus. That actually... And that's, that's always been my thought, right? Mm-hmm. It would be a bonus. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the idea it, that I think... Because it's like, it looks like we'll get at least 75%, which yeah. isn't nothing. You know, so there is maybe some hope. Now, if you are a Gen Zer and you're thinking of having kids in like <sighs> 10 years, they're fucked. Just, just, I mean, I'm just, sorry. Just don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. First of all, you're smart enough I mean, not really to. I really just then, don't. Uh, the So the primary reason for this deficit is we have a decreasing worker to beneficiary ratio. Sure. In other words, older generations with higher birth rates, the boomers. Now, what I find very interesting, the first time I ever thought of it, 
should we blame the boomers or should we blame their fun- fucking parents who had all these kids? <laughs> but. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 bl- I blame the boomers because the parents that had all the kids, you know, at least a lot of them fought in a fucking world war. And, you know, there's something to be But then again, a lot of the boomers fought in Vietnam. So, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't put a blanket, state, blanket statement on any generation. You're I, right. People love to do that with Gen Z nowadays. Yeah, well, with you everybody. Know. Millennials have gotten shit. Gen Z has gotten you know, shit. Here, here's, Boomers have gotten shit. Silent Generation's gotten shit. But, I mean, I think Not what each much, each generation, especially the older generations compared to us, don't understand is, like, your power balance was much different than ours. Yes. Way different. You had much the more... The world looked a lot different. Yes. And mm-hmm. your amount of power, you were likely in a trade union. Yeah. You likely received a, a GI loan to buy a house. Labor had a lot bigger say yes. in things. Like, yeah. you you had a better life because other people... Because it was before Reagan! Yeah. God damn it! And you voted the fucker in! Yeah. Thanks, boomers! Yeah. You benefited off the policies that Reagan then destroyed. But you had already benefited by then, so it's the classic case of pulling up the ladder behind you. There you go. You know, which is one thing that... To me, that's the kind of the sticking point to the boomers. Like that's fair. You voted in fucking me you over. You could have stopped this shit. And yeah. You didn't. But then again, they probably didn't realize it. So yeah. who knows? So boomers, older generations with higher birth rates are retiring, while generations with lower birth rates, millennials, Gen Z, even Gen X, are working, and that's throwing. It's wonking the whole system, right? So of course. Trustees of the Social Security Trust Fund have have said, hey, Congress, we can avoid this deficit, right? And avoid the fact that we won't have this trust fund. We can't fix that people aren't having kids. Oh, wait a second. (laughs) That's right, we can. Hmm. I literally just just at that that second realized the irony of what I said. Did that just happen? You mean forcing people to have children? I should say the trustees of the Social Security Fund have not suggested that. Just, just well, for the record. For the record, one of them has. <laughs> no, you know, we don't. But ninety nine percent of them have not. But they have suggested that Congress act immediately to address this, uh, possibly avoiding drastic hmm. action by phasing you know in what? tax hikes. Just off that statement alone, we could branch into our own conspiracy theory website and get. Uh, we, we could get affiliated with Charlie Kirk, um, Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, like all of the fascist monsters of the day. We'd make so much fucking money. You know how but easy you know what? it is to but, be a but grifter? You know what? But you know what? I wouldn't want to. Of course not, because we're not morally bankrupt. Yeah, because I'm not an asshole. Yes, that's a gr- exactly greedy, correct. selfish fucking asshole. But we could easily, we could easily do it. I mean, we, we, care we could. About people, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> you people suck. Why do I care about you? So, here's what we're looking at. It would take an immediate 3.24 raise in the payroll tax rate. If we were to just... Mm -hmm. Now, you said Bernie Sanders has suggested, like, fund it with wealth tax and Mm -hmm. other... There are other options. Mm -hmm. The Social Security Administration can't do anything but suggest what they have, you know, influence over. So, that makes sense. Yeah. But that's what it would take from workers, a 3.24% raise. Now, to be clear, that means half from employees, mm. half from employers. So it's 1.62% extra for each, right? 
to cover the deficit or make the fucking employers cover it. That's another option. I mean, or in, large employers. I mean, at the very least, I'd be like, if I'm going to miss an extra 1.62 out of my paycheck, my, me personally, I'm not going to, yes. I'm not going to notice it. To make sure that yeah. you get a hundred percent payout yeah. or future generations. Some people, will, 100%. some people might notice that. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, if you're a low low wage yeah. earner, absolutely. And yeah. I would even suggest you could have a bring me up to two percent to cover the people there you less go. than me. There you go. Yeah. If you make more than X, because because I'm not gonna fucking because I'm not gonna fucking miss it anyway. That's exactly right. It's not. Uh, yeah. So cover for the oh, but David, that's called caring about people. We oh, don't shit. do that. We don't do that. We don't uh, do that. We don't care about people. Hmm. It's every fucking man for themselves. Money, 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 money. Christianity, Christianity is like the main religion in this country, right? That is what Jesus said. Oh. Get while the getting's good and fuck everybody That's right else. He did. Mm-hmm. That's right, he did. That was Matthew 23, 16. Yeah. That was me like a couple days ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the other option they, they're saying is like, okay, look, we can either raise the payroll taxes or... Or, again, immediately, starting now, cut all benefits for everybody making Social Security now and everybody in the future by 20.3%. So, to avoid that far out, everybody's making only mm-hmm. 74%, we right. all need to just make 80% now. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. And, as of now, none of that's happened. I no mean, action has been taken. My, I mean, literally, my... Uh, cured everything since they've had it so good since Reagan. It's just let the rich fucking pay for it all. Eat the fucking rich. Yeah, well, do that. Eat do that too, the but they can pay us first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, but I... So here's the you're wrong about portion of this. I, until I read about this, firmly believed that Congress had raided Social Security. Have you heard that? Well, not raided... Um, what I've always heard is mm-hmm. borrowed from with the promise mm-hmm. to pay it back. Okay. Which, which that the, the promise part has never happened or well, is not happening or is just not so feasible. I don't know. That's wrong. And it's right mm-hmm. at the same time. So let's talk about this. I thought they had actually flat out stolen from social security um, and that led to some of the deficit, but... I don't think they can. You're correct. Yeah. Social security is really regulated yeah. by law. Good, yeah. as it should be, it at is, least for now. It is. <laughs> we'll see. It is, and always has been, next to Medicare, mm-hmm. the two most popular federal programs ever. Yes. Period. Yes. And and I do think... In, even, in, our, in our country's mm-hmm. history. I do think that if... Um, Republicans tried to do away with it. Oh, they're going to try. But because most of their voter base is elderly, yeah. they'll get they'll get six ways from Sunday there is a, over it. There is a small degree where I hope they do it because I don't think that they right. understand I think at that what the point, backlash would, would be. Would draw the line. I do because it would literally mean that you're their taking, constituents die. You're taking food out of people's mouths. That's why they don't do it. That they paid into. That's why they don't do it because they need those voters. They need them to have some minimal income. But once those once people they're are gone, gone, but then they won't have the power. Well, we don't. Yeah. Well, Jesus they just they, they just try to take it. That's that's what that's what we've learned in the last couple of weeks. I'm breathing in <laughs> the chemicals. <laughs> All right. 
So one of my favorite guitar parts ever. Yeah. I don't know why. Because it it's Imagine Dragons. <laughs> There's just something about that guitar part that I love. Okay. Yeah. You get that way about like guitar parts sometimes. You really sometimes like they just parts. they just like, melt into the song. That flock they, of seagulls. Song oh yeah. That you love. It's fucking fantastic. Interstellar loves. No, 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 um, that's something completely no, different. That's Interstate Love Song by Stunt Temple Pilots. Also a great guitar part that opens up the song. What's that fuck? Uh, Space Age Love Song. Yes. Yeah. Hmm? That's the most off-topic we've gotten this whole episode. We we've just been ranting about all this stuff. Okay, so remember how I said that the funds from Social Security were legally required to be invested in interest-bearing U.S. Mm-hmm. Treasury securities, right? Yep. Now... Securities, it's investments, right? We're, we're talking about small investments. No, 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 no. These are, oh, they're, are they? they're okay. investing quite a bit. Of, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, don't know what percentage. I was kind know. of meaning, like, relative to if they stuck it in Wall Street, which they tried to do as well. Well, that's bullshit. That's some yeah. bullshit. Oh, yeah. And that's against law, uh, currently. Fun, fun fact, uh, if you want to dig deep into it, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of come out as, like, you don't really have to dig that deep because people have already done the math. Um, Monica Lewinsky... Save Social Security. Because Clinton was going to do it? He was going to do and it. And he got he made, he made a deal with Newt Gingrich. Oh, my God. The week that they were going to have this huge, the Lewinsky scandal happened. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, doing that was out the fucking window. I fucking like Monica Lewinsky. She's Love actually her. really cool. Love her. And it, it, I mean, it was, she she was yeah. not that much older than me when that happened to her. She was like, she's like two years older than me. Oh, you don't mean now. You mean like? Oh no, I no. So I, you and I, her I, are some of similar ages. Yes, yeah. I do mean, and I do mean now. I like I've seen her in interviews oh, well, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, I gotcha. I'm like, no, I'm, I I thought you meant back then. She was 46 years old. No, <laughs> no, or 47. Talking sorry, about when it happened. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always because and. When that whole thing happened, mm-hmm. I looked at it as, she's just a kid like me. Mm-hmm. She's literally like two years older than me. You know, and you're wrong about did a great episode, did, I think just one episode, but anyway, great episode on her that. Can't like, imagine going through that. There's Well, no, the backlash was fuck. fucking bullshit. No. But the actual relationship, they did some interesting digging into, and it seems less of a power issue and more of a like, she, she was into it. And she's never. Well, okay. And, well, and, and the the evidence of that is she's never come out and said, "Oh, he groped me or didn't." No, know. she didn't. She never suggested it was sexual assault. She. Mm-hmm. It's always been uh, mm-hmm. to me obvious that it was a mutual thing. Well, and and she wasn't the one at fault. No, he was the one at fault for lying oh. for fucking perjury. That was his oh. fault. That was his fucking problem. You know what? The the course the the course of America changed mm-hmm. because that happened. Well, and it okay, had nothing. Well, and it, but it had nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. I completely blame uh, the married man with a daughter, her fucking just a little bit older than her. Well, and you know what? Even like if he and Hillary or, had... Or, or his daughter are just a little bit younger than her he, at the time. Even if he and Hillary had like some agreement where... He, Still. It was the lying that was the fucking problem. You can't do that shit. But the lying is going to happen. To me, it's the act in itself that led to all the know, you know, things yeah, we're going to do. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So thank Monica Lewinsky for your social security if you're getting it right now. I will say. <laughs> thank you, Monica. Yeah. No, I will say um, I'm coming around on the, you know, I was a little bit of an Obama apologist for a long time, right? I do know that. Yeah. The fact that he never codified Roe v. Wade. Yeah. 
Well, I mean... I'm not going to say... I'll say, fuck Clinton. I'll <laughs> say, you know, fuck... And I've fuck never... Fuck face, fuck Reagan. I'm not going to say that about Biden. I won't either, I'm because... stop there. He has a certain... Um, he has a certain way about him where you can't say that about him. Like, people who tried to call him a buffoon, I'm like, he's not a buffoon. No. I'm like, he's... But part is the problem of some of the most par- charming people mm-hmm. is that they're charming. And part of the problem is they can be the most disappointing people, which I will put Barack Obama I completely agree. He was at, very at number one as most disappointing president of all time. I don't even think it's well, close. Well, because the, the I expectations don't think it's close. were very high. He did not meet the moment. Not he didn't even come close. But at the time, we thought he was going to. We all knew that Joe yeah. Biden was not going to meet the moment. Like, we, I will we, say we all, fuck Biden. We Jesus all knew that. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Well, no, you know what? Actually, I actually feel really bad for him because he's probably actually not at a full mental capacity due to. That is true. Um, but what people don't realize is that when Barack Obama came into office, he had 60, six, zero senators, Democratic senators oh with him. Oh, my God. He had a filibuster-proof filibuster Senate. He didn't immediately he didn't, codify Roe v. Wade he or could, legalize gay marriage. He or, could have immediately done whatever the fuck he wanted to he do. That's why he's the most disappointing president of all time. Imagine having that power and not using any of it. I know. Regret. I know. Oh, he used it for, you know, for, for, the, for, his, for the bros, for his buddies. I think we need to keep yeah, going or we're going to yeah, get in here forever. So Sorry for the political rant. Oh, my God. It's impossible. <laughs> Sorry it's to impossible. our audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the function of the Social Security Trust Funds is that they are, by law, lending money or purchasing bonds, right? Which is lending. Sure. If you buy a treasury bond, you are, quote, lending the... Mm-hmm the United States government money, right? Yes. Um, and there's a paper trail for that. Yes, there is. Um, about 9.5% of the country's debts are owed to Social Security because Social Security is required to buy these bonds, mm-hmm. right? Now, and, and it's at the point where it's running on a deficit. Well, so here's the thing. That may sound like Congress or the government is somehow pillaging Social Security, but it's important to remember Social Security has to buy these bonds. Mm-hmm. The United States has not defaulted on these bonds. That's good. So that's why it's not, quote, rating. The money that is borrowed is used in the United States mm-hmm. government. That's correct. But it is by a function of law. Congress has not done anything extrajudicial or created a new law or anything. This is the way it's meant to function. Now, are there concerns that the U.S. might default on the debt? Yes. Of course. And if that happens, then we've got an even bigger issue. Well, then it's a whole new ballgame. It it is a complete... It's a whole new world. Yes. Right? So, but... But it is a good reason to keep an eye out on the national debt and the general solvency of the country for many reasons. But hopefully that helps clarify that Congress is not, quote, rating Social Security. It is a function of law, and the United States has not defaulted on its debts to Social Security. Okay, so that's just something good to... I did not know that. I was genuinely convinced that that was... Well, part of it is that's that's why you always see the push and pull with the debate of how long it's going to be fundable. And of course, yeah. there's all sorts of lying that happens well, within that there's, there's debate. there's a whole lot of if-then statements but, that could be made, but we don't know what's going to happen. But I do specifically remember Bernie Sanders' plan had to deal with, it was a deficit in the Social Security trusts. 
Right. That's that's what he was yes. trying to fix. Well, that's all the these, biggest problem, not all the these, function of it. All yeah. these other people are trying to say, oh, it's a deficit, period. No. And and yes, those are the ones that are fucking lying. Yeah. And trying to get it cut. Yep. And, and That's my, right. And, we are not running yeah. at a deficit no. in Social Security and, because of the trust fund. Yes. Now the trust fund will run out yes. at some point, but we can do something yes. about it now. I mean, you can say... Just we, like climate change, we can do something about it now, but pretty... Well, <laughs> we can do some shit about it now. Some. But... You know, the longer we wait, the worse it's going to get, period. Yeah. And, I mean, and that and that's the, that is the tell that, that we just learned, is that when they're saying it's running at a deficit, that is not true. The trust no, fund not. is running at a deficit. Just like all trust fund babies. The they're, cash... They're, 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 con- they're constantly at a deficit. The cash flow is running at a deficit. Yes. Right? Not, not the program itself. But Social Security is not unfunded. Correct. Because of the trust fund. Yeah, it can't, it that will change le- in 12 years. Yes. And at this moment... Approximately. At this moment, legally cannot be unfunded. To a degree. Well, well whatever. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Like- <laughs> so, similar <laughs> challenges face Medicare and medical Medicaid as Social Security, but for the sole purpose of not making this a three-hour episode, we are moving on to discretionary spending. Literally everything else. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, we've promised so much money we have promised, as we should we have promised our entire Social security yes medicare medicaid um i don't know about you but i don't want people to starve i'm okay yeah. with food stamps i'm completely fine with it i'm fine with wick yeah like uh, oh oh here's the thing i'm completely and i will say it i am pro-abortion i know that's a, sounds like a very inflammatory statement to make even for the pro-choicers i am pro-abortion but i'm also pro-wick Mm-hmm. And pro anything that will protect children because they are an endangered class of people, right? They cannot take care of themselves and they need to be protected. Here's my only thing on, and not to go off oh into God, a, are we another divergent go the abortion again. debate. No, not a debate. Hmm. We're going to go into abortion language. Uh, political battles are won and lost over language i got you. they are I, i'm not i would not say that in, I under- in an actual debate. i understand i'm saying it here in a safe space understand where anyone can listen to right but that's what i'm saying the right wing will take i am pro-abortion and turn it into i'm not talking to a right winger i understand they, that if you're a right winger go fuck yourself i understand that listening. but if that becomes a talking point mm-hmm. that's not a talking point you want to have no i know and i'm, I'm with you but here's the thing there's Everything I believe is not a good talking point. <laughs> well, not everything. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, literally, because my thing, I, I say I'm pro-abortion because really, like, look, hey, look, I say I'm, uh, and I'm also pro-choice because if you want to have a baby, you go and have a baby. You want to get IVF, yeah. have IVF. To me, that's what I'm not going to. I'm not going to stop you, but also I think that in general people should stop. And what I mean by that is literally we need to stop as a species. I know that's really fatalistic, and I know it's nihilistic, and I know not a lot of people can stomach that, and it's okay if you can't, and it's okay if you disagree. I mean, I can't. You disagree. I, yes, and yeah, I, but, but I can stomach okay. it. I'm just saying from a language perspective. Mm-hmm. Language is everything in political debate. See, that's why I say, these fuckers don't know from left wing. I could go running and say yeah. everything I actually think. Oh, I know. I know. I should, just to show them by <laughs> contrast how moderate, like Bernie Sanders would look like a fucking centrist. If I was out there saying everything I believe, like literally. Yeah. Except I don't drag everybody into the muck with me. Or I'm okay with Or if you're gonna make Bernie Sanders look like a centrist, maybe you should drag everybody in the mud with you. 
Because then it'd be like, see, this guy's not so unreasonable now, is he? (laughs) So, hey, either tactic. Well, hey, we just figured out maybe your tactic does work. I can't. I personally don't think so. I can't do to work. I cannot (laughs) run for office. No. So, remember those 12 committees? Or subcommittees that yes, hear from 12 different categories of agencies mm-hmm. regarding their hope and for a budget. sometimes those agencies are in lockstep with each other because they're all asking for and the same funding. Yeah. Yes. So um, Sometimes they're solo, like, mm-hmm. like the newly created in 2001 Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to them. Hold it's on. It's like, oh, you get your own. Hold on. That's nice. Uh, all right. So literally all of the other U.S. budget is allocated to those 12 categories of, sure. of spending essentially so in fiscal year 2022 that's a budget of 1.688 trillion dollars okay this has to pay for everything but social security medicare entitlements stuff. so the rest of it everything mm. else all administration all everything so the single here this is your moment to shine the single largest discretionary expenditure for fiscal year 2022 in the United States is what? The military. With not even military, close. Military. In fact. Nobody's even close. What, so what do you think the military budget is? I know. It's 51%. No, I need a number. Oh, as... Um, you told well, me. Well, what, what did... Um, oh, shit. Oh, the, the annual budget. It's like $775 billion, right? Okay. You are talking about just... The Department of Defense. That is correct. I'm not talking about... And it is a little less, $715 billion in fiscal year 2022. But it is is going to go up next year. They already voted on that. Okay. I'm not talking about that. We are not... I understand. We are not dipping our toe into the fiscal year 2023. Yeah. Yeah. That is... Shutdowns and God knows I what else. I thought it was close to eight hundred billion, but okay, seven fifteen. Seven fifteen. Now that is just the DoD Department of Defense. Mm. That is forty two percent of all discretionary spending. That is not the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security. We're just talking the DoD. We're going to talk about DHS later. So the DoD got the exact amount of budget they asked for. Wow. They asked for seven hundred fifteen billion. They got seven hundred fifteen billion. It was up nine billion from fiscal. I was going to say because they asked for more. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. here you go. Here you go. Here's more. Yeah. So the DOD considered the United States is considered the United States highest. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Rewind. The DOD considered. <laughs> you guys will love this. Yeah. So I'm gonna stop before okay. I go into this. I looked at the DOD's budget proposal mm. and skimmed through it for this information for you, the people. There you go. So you don't have to, and I don't suggest you look like, at yeah. it. So I, DO- I tried to look at the tax cuts and jobs act, and I, <laughs> thought, I thought I was going blind, and I'm not even joking. So the Department of Defense got what they asked for, so their proposed budget is basically what they're hoping to follow through on, right? The proposed budget every year is just like, this is what you'll give us. So their highest defense priorities for fiscal year 2022 are, mm. number one, mm. listen to this language. I love this language. Defeat COVID-19. Dun-dun! Okay. We're gonna... Here's what we're gonna do. (laughs) Now, hold on. I'm the Secretary of Defense. Here's what we're gonna do. We are gonna take an Apache helicopter. And kill it. And rendezvous with a missile launcher. And we're gonna... um, Like, we're gonna... We're gonna... 
Well, I mean, merge it's, with well, the CIA. No, no, no. We are going okay. to coordinate with the CIA. Yeah, we all understand how ridiculous this to, fucking is. To like convince COVID nineteen to come into this room with us. So we can blast it with a missile yeah. and kill it. We well, defeated COVID nineteen. It's honestly got the same thing as the war on terror. Like, how can you have a war what on a? What the con- fuck it's like, is it? It's like it's like how can you have a war on a concept? Like it's who? The like most it's like it's like shit. it's like who are we actually fighting? Terror? What does that mean? A virus? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and there's all. I mean, it, I mean, if we were, if any other country was like. Us, like, uh, England, Canada, Japan, like, all of our allies would have, like, on January 6th of the previous year would have been like, we're taking this shit over, like, you guys obviously can't run this anymore. And that's what we do all the time. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, So obviously that's not happening, but. Per the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd J. Austin, quote, the greatest proximate challenge to our nation's security is the threat of COVID nineteen? Well, that's not that's not untrue. It is not untrue, but what is ridiculous is like, the wording. Yes, it's like and what why is, don't what they is just the plan? Say, Here's the thing. Here's our asked for budget yeah. is two hundred billion less. Send it to the CDC and or we the asked, DHHS and or we asked for this amount of money and it's going to go to this to this to this to that to this to this to that and that's how we're going to get a not just uh, we're we're we're, get, we're going to war with COVID. We are going to get a little in the weeds and just a second okay. on that Jesus stuff, Christ. but yeah. How many pages do we have left to go? Is there three more? There's two more after the one I'm on. Okay. <laughs> are you getting tired? I'm kind of like, yeah. Oh my well, God. I'm just okay, kind of well, getting mad. Like, oh, I know. I know. We'll take another break in a minute because yeah. I have to pee. But anyway, I'm sure everybody wanted to hear that. Second priority of the DOD. There's five total. That's good. Second priority. China, the pacing challenge. Yeah, me, that, which which means we're losing to them. Yeah, so they they identified China's development as a quote significant and long term security threat to the United States and to our allies and partners. Unquote. Here's what I would offer to budge in. I'm sorry, but here's what I would offer to any United States military official or any world military official, that being any individual government or NATO or anything like that. China has been around for 5,000 years for a reason. <laughs> we have not been around that. <laughs> and perhaps we should maybe learn from that. Perhaps. Make allyship. Well, we've done, we, we've done so we in, a, in a sense economically. But we can also bash them economically. But that's all I'm saying is... But I mean, when your own Department of Defense is calling them the second threat... Yeah, because they are. They they well, they are in in a hegemonic sense, very much so. For in the sense that we want to remain the world, the world's number one power. They're absolutely right. You're you're right. You're right. So the way the budget is written, it sounds. It makes it sound like they think China is readying for world war. Um, but the last sentence of this money. The last (laughs) sentence of this section maybe really reveals the issue that they're afraid China will quote 
fundamentally challenge our ability to achieve U.S. defense objectives Mm -hmm. and to defend the sovereignty of our allies, the consequence of which would be to limit the Department of Defense's ability to underpin other U.S. instruments of power. Yeah, well, I mean, that's actually a true... That's that's actually a true statement. It is (laughs) written as true Like it really was. It's written as true statement. Did you know that shit was written in the budget? I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, but it's there. That is a true statement. Like yeah. that—that that is like one of the few examples you can be like, "Well, they're not bullshitting me here." They're being honest. Let's uh, to trans to, to trans workers will be <laughs> to translate what that statement means. What it means is right now, what China is doing is building un- infrastructure, literally bridges, roads for other countries that could overtake ours. Well, not only that, here's what we're doing to other countries: bombing them. Yeah. Who do you think other countries are going to want to make friends with? The country that bombs you or the country that builds you a bridge? They're a threat to us because they're not threatening others. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Number three. Yeah. PDI. The Pacific Deterrence Initiative. The DOD... Might as well just call it China 2.0. ...is sinking $66 of its 715 into the Indo-Pacific region to, quote... Develop and procure defense capabilities in support of joint force lethality, especially in providing survivable strike and standoff capability in a denied environment, end quote. I mean, again, like, not a, not a lie. <laughs> I mean, no lie detected. No. China ba- pops back up into this section, of course. Some yeah. of the stuff makes sense, like modernizing and improving logistics. I'm cool with that, yeah. but... Some other things like, quote, strengthening the presence of the United States armed forces, end quote, sounds a little more nebulous. And it also claims to want to, quote, demonstrate the U.S. commitment to preserving a free and open Pacific, <laughs> end quote. Do we want to go into what the U.S. has done in the Indo-Pacific? Just, you know, I can think of it. Not even, not even there. I mean, we can go all sorts. We can go anywhere in the world and have a discussion about that. But I, I'm guessing our international listeners already know that discussion, so. Number four. Addressing advanced and persistent threats. Because none of the other things were more <laughs> those, nebulous. Those yeah. weren't threats. Russia, Iran, North Korea, and violent extremist organizations. Within that's the, United- the second part. That's literally part of that title. Um, I would put violent extremist organizations at number one, <laughs> seeing as how one of them almost pulled it off. But here's... Uh, the- I- I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Several of them. Not one of them. You're several right. of them all- almost pulled it off. But here's the thing. This was the shortest descriptor. They only had like a paragraph. It was called for. It was calling for th- things, um, persistent threats, and they only describe it in one paragraph. But anyway, they mentioned... Oh, no seditious activity. They mentioned Russia, North Korea, and the Middle East. Everything else is really vague. Yeah. So the fifth highest defense priority for the Department of Defense for fiscal year 2022 is power projection. I shit I mean, you not, that's what it's called. There's all sorts of ways you could take that. <laughs> but do you, no, no, no. It took me a minute. Do you know what it means? Weapons. It means oh, weapons. Oh, 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 sure. Yeah. Many, we, we, need many to, we need to project our power by having a we project into by having projectile. a thousand different nuclear warheads, which uh, uh, 
950 of those are unnecessary. Let's break it on down, 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 oh, down. Gotta keep it rolling, rolling. Horn start blowing. It's, right on time, bum, bum, bum. Somebody in the... the temptation superstar. Somebody, I, yeah, I wouldn't have picked up on that. Okay. I'm too angry. Um, <laughs> uh, somebody in Fallout 4, mm-hmm. just for the sake of being like, you don't need thousands of nuclear warheads... So in the game, you can get a nuclear mine. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, it's Like fun. you step on it like oh, a landmine? Yeah. yeah. And it fucking blows shit up from like, it, it's fun. It, it, oh, well, it, in a game it's, it's, yes, scenario. In a game it's scenario, fun. it's fun. Not in real life. Somebody put like, like you know, because with, you know, uh, mods, mods and, and stuff. stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. So somebody put like a thousand of them. <laughs> Like around like this one oh, settlement, Jesus. and just shot one of them because uh-huh. it's gonna make all the other ones Ripple go effect, off. Yep. It fucking it completely crashed their fucking hard drive. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even joking. You can look mm-hmm. up the video. Mm-hmm. Like the the fucking the, the shit the shit the just fucking went, went so nuts. Like somebody went too far, <laughs> and now we're shutting this whole thing down. Well, we're working on it in the DOD, just so we know. <laughs> yeah. No, I I broke this down. I. Fuckers, I did the math on this. I'm not calling you guys fuckers. I'm just meaning the <laughs> DOD. I did the math on this, so... Allegedly, fuckers. <laughs> we, we, we don't want you to come after us. It's because the, the rules have changed. They're gonna, they could they're, not care less. They're going to keep changing. They hey, could not you care never less know. It's, it's people like us they go after. Um, but not really. We're not that important. <laughs> so they have budgeted $25.1 billion for aircraft. That doesn't sound like a lot. I mean... In the grand scheme of things. We're talking the entire Department of Defense, which is every branch of the military. I understand, but you, you understand how much it costs to build a plane. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, order, they are, go- well, they're budgeting to order 96 F-35 Joint Strike mm-hmm. Fighters. Do you know who produces those? Uh, I'm going to guess one of the three. My, my three guesses are Lockheed Martin. Bingo! Oh, okay. Keep I was gonna say one. I was gonna say Boeing and and who's the third? Uh, either um, because they made equipment for us too. Um, I can see the goddamn symbol. Mm. We'll get to him. In a okay, second. yeah. All right, so um, I gotta think of him in the meantime. That is a Lockheed Martin product, the mm. F thirty five Johnson Controls. Oh, okay. Well, there's another one. Oh, okay. At, uh, the Joint Strike Strike Fighters are a product that is built to be both a fighter aircraft. And a missile striker, and that budget. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. There's a one. There's 1.5 billion dollars set aside for something called, no explanation, Air Force Next Generation Air Dominance. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know, want so, to know what sounds that like, is. Sounds like drones that can go like around the earth. Well, and it makes sense that there's shit that they don't explain, right? Because yeah. this is military shit. All right, there is $33.2 billion earmarked for missile defense slash nuclear deterrent, the bulk of which, $20.4 billion, is budgeted for missile defeat and defense, a manufacturing specialty of Raytheon. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, Raytheon. Now, I yeah. started down a really dark rabbit hole yeah, of nuclear th- defense. Well, <laughs> and yeah. But listen to this. Um, what I did stay in that rabbit hole long enough to learn about is that building an effective missile defense system oh jesus christ <laughs> what the hell was that what did you do what did you do 
Were you fighting? They just... What did they do? No. That happens. Should we leave all of this in? Yeah, why not? <laughs> this is the comic relief. Our cats just knocked over a bunch of shit. Because they were fighting. <sighs> so missile defense is difficult for a myriad of reasons. Um, now, missile defense, to be clear, is the thing that would keep us from getting nuked if somebody wanted to nuke us, right? Yeah, sure. Um, to really break it down to the ELI-5. Let's hope um, it comes to that, but... Apparently, it's a lot easier to launch a nuclear weapon oh, then than to, to, to stop shoot one. it down? Of course it is. Yes. Um, so, basically, some people think that mutually assured destruction is actually the best deterrent. Because it's like, if you kill one of us, you're killing us all, well, sort of a thing. But that doesn't guarantee that it won't happen. And that, it does and that, not. And that, and that kills everything. It does not. That's true. So, um, further, the United States has been using an interception method, or hitting a bullet with a bullet, is yeah. the sort of yeah. idea, of which the Union of Concerned Scientists says, quote, in reality, the system is easy to defeat and has routinely failed even simple, heavy, heavily scripted test intercepts, end quote. And they've given it billions and billions and oh, billions trillions and billions and trillions and trillions. Regardless, the DOD is spending a whole lot of money on trying to figure out something that may not be figurable. And something that may not be necessary. I mean, it's I mean, if chug you, emoji. Like, if you haven't figured out how to defeat it by now, right? Then mutually assured, assured destruction. destruction. Yeah. If that's how the scenario plays out, then that's how it right? plays out. In the meantime, <laughs> you can you best. can make people make sure people are fed and clothed and right? housed, right? And use so, the money for that, you bullshitters. So people aren't pissed off enough for it to come to. Mutually assured destruction. Oh, exactly. Wow. Imagine. If we make people happy, they won't be pissed off. Imagine. Oh my god. And I'm not saying, and, and people will misconstrue that as like nanny state bullshit. That's not nanny state bullshit. That doesn't mean that people won't have their own, you know, uh, drive in life, and they're because of course because that's what people just do yes. naturally. Yes. Like, the welfare queens and the mm-hmm. people they pick out, that's, like, such a small percentage of the population, yes. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. Yep. And when they make policies against those people, guess who it affects? The 99% people, of the people. Pe- the yeah. people that actually matter. Yes. Yes. Uh, the rest of the weapons spending is on ships and the Space Force. Yep. Oh, oh, oh that's right. Another <laughs> we now have a space. Force. Another new. Another new uh, governmental thing. agency. No, another new arm of the armed services. Ah, yes. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. technically a federal agency, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, the two most recent federal agencies were created by Republicans. Well, rep- a Republican and a, a small government fuckface. Well, a Republican. Well, a fuckface Republican and a fuckface. Yeah. Trump's not a Republican. He yeah, is he is. A, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Okay. okay. He is 100% out for himself and nobody else, including the Republican Party. But his policies. Of course. We have to. Of course. Yes, of course. Asterisk. Again. But like, all he's looking out for himself, uh, uh, looking out for is himself, and that's all it's ever. That is correct. Mm-hmm. But. No, of course, party line-wise, yeah. On a language perspective, it's authoritarian. we have to yeah. continually tie him to the Republican Party okay, because that's, that's who fine. he's a member of. Yeah. 
So for a total wep total weapons cost of $79.8 billion for 2022. This is new weapons. Uh, again, this is not maintenance. This right. is not... Again, to me, that kind of s sounds low, but... We're going to talk about some comparisons sure. to other spending, and it might sound a little different then. So, oh, it will. for sure. I'm talking about in the, in the sense of the military. Here's the other thing. As of the DOD's fiscal year 2020 audit, the department has assets, which mm. is stuff, right? It could assets. be cash. It could As be assets. property. It's assets mm -hmm. of right. over $3.1 trillion. That's not surprising. Could just sell off all the shit and forgive everyone's student loan debt. Huh? Yeah, not surprising at all. The DOD's largest area of the budget is operation and maintenance with $290.3 billion and military personnel with $167.3 billion. I mean, I, I, to a degree, I'm like, okay, I, at least they're spending the bulk of their money or the biggest percentage of their money on maintaining things. Okay, now, of the branches of the armed services, which gets the most funding for 2022? Are you talking about the six actual armed forces? Like, or, uh... like uh, the branches of the military. Correct. Um, Who gets number one priority? Budget-wise. I guess I'm going to go with the Army. That's a great, great guess. It's the Air Force. That's not surprising either because... $212.8 billion. Right, and the Navy would have been close. To, I'm sure the they're Navy all close. The Navy is 211.7. Uh-uh. Yeah. Army is 172.7. It's yeah. significantly less. And the Air Force, I think, is so is so expensive because the equipment is so expensive. That, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and the rest... And, uh, and the Air Force used to be a branch of, of the Army. Mm. It, back in the when it was first created, okay. it was the Army mm -hmm. Air Force. It didn't become its own thing until, like, 1950. So going along the defense lines, the Department of Homeland Security got... Okay, here's the thing. The Department of Homeland Security requested, right? The budget requested. Which means they'll get it. $52.5 billion. They I mean, got $57.5 yeah, billion. Say, I'm sure they, got they got more, more. than more. was requested. 10% more. That extra $5 Almost. billion, what could that have gone to? The DHS was created after 9-11, serving as the supposed protector of public security in the U.S., including... The fucking wall that's supposed to help anything. I don't know. Here, Here's the thing. I found this on the DHS website now. It very specifically said this was an article written on this date. You can't consider it. Uh, it literally had a disclaimer. You can't consider this a reflection of current administration. It was dated February yes, 15th, 2018. It said this. Quote, we must secure the border and build the wall to make America safe again, end quote. Now, there was also um, a whole controversy about how that was like the quote, I don't know what they call it, 14 words of like white supremacist organization. Anyway, the DHS is also responsible for ICE, mm -hmm. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, and Customs and Border Patrol. Long and short, it's a department we need to flush. And well, not with cash, we need to... Uh, Abolish that entire way ice, <laughs> ice became ice just, uh, I think, uh, either two or three ice, years. Ice, baby. But two or three years after DHS was formed. Before ICE was INS. Yes, which was Immigration, Immigration Nationalization, Nationalization Services. services yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is, but no. Now we, it's customs. You would think after a huge terrorist attack where all 15 to 20 of our spy agencies didn't pick up on it, that instead of adding another one, you would break apart the other ones being like, you all fucked up. 
we're going to find out where that chain of command broke down and it broke down everywhere. And we're going to just consolidate that because you all fucked up. You know, if your coach loses, uh, loses every game for three years in a row, mm-hmm. do you think you should let him hire another coach to right. see if he can get out of this one? Like, no. Yeah. But anyway. So... All that military spending for decades and decades leads to a huge number of what? Of um, veterans. All sorts. Of, well, deaths, I was going to say. Okay, um, but we're yeah. going this yeah. route. Okay. Veterans. Yeah. As of 2020, an estimated how many people are veterans in the United States? I would say around a million. 18.82 million people Jeez, are veterans. that fucking many? My God. In fact, uh, an estimated 32% of those people... Have service-related disabilities. So, yeah, I bet they if do. you're thinking of joining the armed services, just so you know, don't. Kind of sounds like your statistical percentages are one in three of getting disabled. Yeah, permanently. Yep. In fiscal and, and year, that, and that's and that's not. And you're lucky if you don't. Then you have to survive the head trauma, the uh, the PTSD the and the PTSD. Yep, mm-hmm. and mental health. Yep. Um, oh, and do you get? Uh, are you going to be taken care of after all those things happen? Maybe. Just yet. Maybe. Um, as in so in fiscal year 2022, the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, got 338.12 billion. Almost one un, okay, so here's the thing. Now that sounds like a lot on the face because not compared to well, the, but no. here's the thing: almost 186 billion of that is earmarked for pensions, compensation, and life insurance. Well, which it should be. Yes, it should. Yeah. But let's talk health care. Yeah. We're, right? We're, how are you going to make up for the rest of the... Veterans medical services are budgeted around $129 billion. The rest of the budget is administrative. So $129 billion to take care of 18.82 million people. Yeah. That's not even so, close. So, you know, think of that. Not even close. I didn't even do the math to, like, divide it, how much per person that is. Here's the math. Not, it sucks. Not enough, yeah. So, you... Serve your country either for financial reasons for or what, for whatever reason patriotic you chose reasons, to. Yes, and you come back with a one in, with a thirty three percent or thirty two percent chance you'll get you'll have a disability as a result. Physically disabled. Well, it um, or did that take into account related disability? Okay. I'm not sure. sure what they took into account. Now that is diagnosed and acknowledged. Yeah. Yep. I'm guessing it's highly underdiagnosed in the military community You're fucking right it because is. I'm sure there's plenty of people who try to like tough their way through stuff plenty of pride. or rightfully so. Yes, uh-huh. Or underdiagnosed and understandably things, so. But... Not right not, mm-hmm. not rightfully so, but understandably, understandably so. Understandably so, exactly. Yeah. Um so for those keeping track at home, we've covered three things so far. We've covered the Department of Defense the um, Department of Homeland Security and the par- Department of Veterans Affairs. <laughs> We've got nine more to go. That is one point. No, no, no. Th- those are broad categories. We're talking agencies now. Okay, yeah. Right, departments. Oh, okay. I was going back right? to the subcommittees. It's yeah. even more. So we've already spent a total of $1.11 trillion in discretionary spending of, of $1.68. We have 
578 billion dollars left for everyone else for everything else everything else that take that takes to run a government we're talking every other agency or department else. in the united states federal government how many agencies is that you know what nobody knows because the de- the actual definition of agencies and stuff is very it's nebulous vague. yeah and congress can change and it's it's just i could not find an answer but if we just go by the departments in the executive branch, which is, you know, admin, uh, cabinet positions, that includes the USDA, which is the United States Department of Agriculture, mm-hmm. Department of Commerce, the Department of Education, the Department of Energy, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, the Department of the Interior, that's all our national parks and mm-hmm. stuff, Department of Justice, the Department of State, the State Department, the Department of Transportation, and the Department of the Treasury. Now, and, and that includes all of their agencies, bureaus, offices, and sub-departments. I mean, yes, the companies I work for. These are the huge branches. Companies I work mm-hmm. for fall under mm-hmm. um, exactly. regulation That's from, exactly right. from some of these mm-hmm. agencies. Yeah. Now, we're going to not touch on all of these, but some of these, right? So, $715 billion for the Department of Defense. Fiscal year 2022 budget request for the Department of Education was $102.8 billion. Their request. Can I, all right. Can I, guess mm-hmm. what, can I guess what they received? Sure. Um, $75 million. You are not far off. 79.6. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, fuck you. Like, education? What do we need that for? Mm-mm. They did not prioritize. And this we, is, we have we have Fox News. We to have, be uh, clear, yeah. this is in with a Democratic president, mm-hmm. a Democratic majority in the House. Control all three branches. And control of the Senate. Yeah. And they requested $102 billion. And they got? They got 25% less than that, almost. Like, yeah. 21% less than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, as a reminder... According to the Student Debt Crisis Center, as of 2020, U.S. student loan debt was? I think it's around a trillion, right? $1.7 trillion. Yeah, it, it, went past, uh, it went past credit card loans as like the oh, biggest I debt. Oh, I didn't see that. I think so. Yeah, I didn't Something look like at that. that but. So to get down to a more granular level, so we talked about the Department of Education. I want to talk about the Internal Revenue Service for obvious reasons. The agency... That is single-handedly responsible for enforcing the tax code that generates approximately 94% that generates a shit fucking ton of, money. of our revenue as a country has a fiscal year budget for 2022 of... 30 million? 12.6 Are you fucking serious? What? In fiscal year 2021... The IRS had 80,411 employees. Did you say 12.6 million or billion? Billion. Oh, billion. billion. They, we're not talking millions in this I, Okay, I said 30 million. I, okay. Oh, no. I we, think you made money. The IRS could not literally. Uh, well, that's what, I was, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, <laughs> it, you, it can't be 12 point No, we're talking everything's billions. Just okay. Billions and billions. Spo- and spoiler billions. alert. No, no, no. Um, so in fiscal year 2021, the IRS had 80,411 pl- employees. That has definitely increased um, due to um, hiring initiatives. Wink, wink. But think about it. That's $12.6 billion invested mm. to collect $4 trillion. And yeah, that ratio is way off. 
And yeah. just just to give you some scale, that's twelve point six billion dollars, eighty thousand four hundred eleven employee employees to process over one hundred fifty million individual income tax returns. Mm. One hundred fifty million returns yeah. with eighty thousand people. Now here's the thing: those eighty thousand people don't all work in processing. Of course not. <laughs> About twenty eight thousand did as of twenty twenty one. A hundred fifty million returns is left to twenty eight thousand people, civil servants, to figure out. So you have to do 10... Uh, oh, I did yeah. not do the math. Currently... Yeah, you got to do a lot. Currently, like within the past two months, the IRS has a backlog... And every return is different. ...of approximately 21.3 million unprocessed paper returns with wait times of six months to a year being extremely common... To receive a refund when you paper file. Because Hot tip. I don't care if it costs you money. Do not file on paper. Period. End of story. E-file. Um, there's very few circumstances in which you must. Identity theft, etc. If you need to pay for an e-filing and you cannot afford it, you message us. Yes. Because you do not need the 6 to 12 months to get your fucking refund. No. We will work on it. So, just saying. Here's Actually, the thing. You will take care of it. I, I, I will. Oh, well. I will be completely out of it because you no, would the want money, me to. The yes, money. The money part of the it. The money part, but yes. No, that's I'll, what I mean. Oh, I, I thought you meant. We'll like, get the you the money to be gotcha. able to process it. Yes. Yeah. No. No. You e-file. Yeah. We will pay for the e-file yes, fee if you need. We will it. definitely do that. Yeah. Um, you don't want me involved in your tax. Oh, well, not return. in the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so. So think about this. It is overwhelming the civil servants processing the returns and not only inconveniencing, but withholding cash in hand from taxpayers during a recession because all they're giving the IRS is $12.6 billion. Mm-hmm. Which is not nearly enough. Like, not, ah. Uh, and... No. And you want to say, well, it's not a, why it, doesn't the IRS go after these high-earning taxpayers? You know why? Because it the return on investment is net, next to zero. Because all they do is throw it's, lawyers it's, it's at a guaranteed, you. It's a and guaranteed, an underfunded IRS can't handle that shit. Yeah, it's a guaranteed negative. Mm-hmm. Whereas the return on the investment in the Internal Revenue Service is higher than basically any other agency. You fund the IRS, you get an ROI. That is well, here's well, here's what you get. You get an agency that's dedicated to being like, everybody has to do this correctly. Like if you if you, like if you fuck up here and there, like no big deal, you know. But it's, it's very it's, hard it's to for, prove fraud. Just saying that. Correct, mm-hmm. but it's for the big fish. That's what it's supposed to be there for. The IRS can't, can't go after the big fish no, right now. They no, literally can't. Cannot. They don't have the money. They don't have the resources no. to. And all rich people can do is throw lawyers and everything else and it works we'll we'll uh we'll get back to this case in six months we'll, we'll get back in this six far, months as long as we can, in absolutely. six months and 50 years later like the it's still mm-hmm. not settled so i am using the irs as a best example i know of personally to show the dysfunction of the u.s budget in terms of efficiency sure. and investment of course so that's we kind of can the whole find, that's kind of the whole point think about this remember how much i said that the is budgeted for aircraft new aircraft mm-hmm. alone 
for 2022. I think you, you said 25 billion, right? 25.1 billion. Mm-hmm. That's How much twice as much. Mm-hmm. 12.6 billion yeah. is what the IRS gets. And I thought the air, I thought the aircraft budget was low. Yeah. <laughs> so think of proportions, you know, yeah. here. So they can they can we can find 25 billion dollars to give to the military to build brand new aircraft, not just maintain or upgrade. Or oh anything. no, the whole point of that budget is to build brand new yep. shit. Yeah. But give half of that money to an agency that directly impacts the lives and cash flows of every American citizen and resident on a daily basis. And it's no wonder this is how it works, because who is making the budget? It is, isn't financial experts no. or professionals nope. analyzing return on investment spending efficiency. No. Ultimately, it comes down to 435 people in the House of Representatives, 50 senators... And one president to decide how it spends money to help over 332 million people. And that's just domestically. And that's not even talking about lobbying, which I will not scratch on because that is a fucking crime. So we're talking about, um, as far as who gets a vote in our government, Mm -hmm. we're talking about... Uh, so how many Congress people are there? 435 reps. 435. Well, that's, fit- that's reps. Congress Correct. is all... No, no, no. I mean, I mean nationally. We're talking about federally. You're talking about House of Representatives, right? Uh, well, Congress yes. is both... I understand. Okay. House of Reps is 435. The Senate is 50. Correct. So that's 485. Plus, plus the president. Plus a president. 486 people with mm-hmm. a vote mm-hmm. control of 330 million. 332, over 330. Now, there are all sorts of other things that go along with that. They have staffers, they have this, but I'm, I'm talking about... infrastructure, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the actual but numbers. But they're the ones who get to vote at the, the end of the day. actual numbers. Mm-hmm. They have policy experts, they mm-hmm. have this, they have that. But what gets but, enacted but is do, up to them. Do policy experts get to vote in Congress? Mm-mm. Oh, that's right, they don't. Unless a congressperson is a poly- policy expert. I never even thought about it until you just brought that up. But 486 people... 332 million plus people. Control what happens to yes. 332 million people. That is not a stable system in the slightest. Not, not even really. close. Now, we are oversimplifying in terms of... We are, yes. Agency autonomy. We are. State, local, There's all sorts. There is all sorts of influence that comes along there with those 480... There are many cogs in these yes. wheels, right? But ultimately... At the end of the day, yes. I mean, and we're not to even talking. We are talking about the legislative and executive branches. We have not. We're not talking about the judicial. We have not because they can fuck themselves right now. That's frankly. what all of America is saying. So there's well, 75% also seventy-five percent of America. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not oh, all. sorry, only three quarters. Yeah, just three quarters, and that was before. That was before the Roe decision came out. I'm sorry. Are they? They're the moral moral majority, right? Oh wait. Yeah. So there's also the fact that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, mm-hmm. NOAA. Who we have talked about several hey, times. Hey, they got some funding for climate oh, research. Oh, like, like five bucks? Two hundred million. Way to go. Hey. Um. So in terms of tip of the melting iceberg, that's how much we're, we're investing in the thing that will kill us all as a species. There are personal transport carriers that cost more than that. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding. 
We are spending... I'm not, I'm not talking about a fleet of them. I'm talking about, uh, one personal... times... Transport carrier. ...on new aircraft for the military than we are for climate change, which will literally kill... It's already killing people, but it will kill more people. There was a personal... And may completely obliterate us as a species. There was a personal transport carrier that came out in the late 90s um, that cost $2 billion to fund. And it never even saw the light of day. Well, that's what I call a good investment, <laughs> sir. <laughs> um, the invi- and, we're, and we're talking 1998 money. The Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, has a fiscal year 2022 budget of $9.56 billion. That's even less than the IRS. Uh. Despite the fact that the water of many towns and cities in America is unsafe to drink, we have the same... $2.76 billion budget as last year for the Clean Water and Drinking Water State's Revolving Fund. Our super fund, super fund, that's what it's called, to clean up like environmental uh, issues. Yeah, like it's, oil spills uh, and like things like that. $1.23 billion. Uh. Our Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, which I didn't know we had. Hey, we Ten got $6.5 billion for that. Really? That that actually kind of surprises me. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, oh, who has been instrumental in the COVID-19 outbreak. Oh, Um, in the the fake outrage of the COVID-19 outbreak, I think you mean. And Fauci, you know. Yeah. We don't need a center. We don't need a Centers for Disease Control to coordinate with each other and let each other know that these simple little things that are microscopic uh, can literally kill off an entire fucking... They got, but we don't. They don't need money. They got eight and a half billion. They I'm, got less I'm, than the IRS. I'm actually kind of shocked at that too. I, I know, really it feels am. High, doesn't it? I really am. <laughs> the National Endowment for the Arts, a PBS favorite, yeah. got 180 million. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, not. I'd much rather no, I'm, like I'm, not build. Oh, well, I'm, I'm saying for what they received for the proportionally. Yes. I gotcha. Yeah. Now. If it was up to me, I would put a uh, music studio, film studio, and television st- in every fucking school. Oh, fuck yeah. And be like, you kids go have fuck fun. Fuck those planes. Fuck you. Yes. Create That's something. what they could do with $25 billion. Yeah, create something. All right, now let's talk about, this is where, this is where rant territory will really start. We are on the last page, just for, for the record. Rant, let's rant, talk rant, about. Rant territory. Rant territory. Let's talk about what money the U.S. government is able to come up with when it wants to. Whatever it wants. Starting near the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, the United States government somehow came up with $953 billion to give to businesses through the Paycheck Protection Program, which was touted as a forgivable loan for small businesses. Now, I am not dragging this program. Actually, many small businesses got a lot of relief through this program. People we know did. Yes, I've seen a lot of the people I had clients Mm -hmm. as who got it, and then they got it forgiven. It was great. It actually really helped people keep their workers. Just didn't go far enough and get taken advantage of. Well, (laughs) the definition of a small business was very generous, less than 500 employees, and net worth not exceeding $15 million. Does that that sound like a fucking small business to anybody? (laughs) 
Like, to anybody with, like, half a brain. Things are scalable. Let <laughs> me just say that. So, that led to a lot of businesses many of us would call anything but small getting first dibs on these loan proceeds due to their access to professional assistance when applying for the loans. That happened to a lot of people because this program was rolled out in phases. So, they had a first yes, initial round yes. of funding all the big businesses that are quote there, small businesses there got that is shit, and then it so much shit down. about the beginning of COVID that people forget. Mm-hmm. But I was we paying were trying to, frankly. Well, not necessarily. It's just because you know other shits going on. Um, but I was very much. We both were engaged mm-hmm. in the what is the financial politics yeah. of what what is going on right now. Well, I was seeing it in my clients. Yes. My clients were literally emailing me saying. We think we can uh, qualify for this PPP yeah. loan. And what does that mean? And, and I was fucking... having to try. I was having to look up brand new legislation to figure yeah. this shit out. And people out. fucking starving, which happened too, and yes, people becoming homeless because uh, Jesus. Christ. So the idea, in my opinion, it was not bad. Maybe it wasn't the best definition, but. All in all, like, it was not a terrible use of funds. No. It kept the, people's the, jobs. I mean, it was uh, meant for retention. There was the employee retention credit. There was EIDLs. Amazingly, there was a whole lot of and stuff. amazingly, we're, we're talking about the Trump administration. Yeah. That fucker wasn't responsible no, for any of it. No, but th- this was all because... It and, was and, under and, him, but he had nothing to well, do with it. Well, and every pundit, even right-wing pundit, mm-hmm. saying, like, this had to, it had to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no... We would have failed as an economy. Uh, beyond mm-hmm. failed. Like, we, uh, yeah. Because if that's your definition of a small business, we yeah. are propped up as an economy by small businesses. Yeah. Well, that's what it revealed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, also not a bad idea were the stimulus payments. Not Economic at all. Impa- yeah. impact Again, payments. Again, another thing that said that economists were like, this is going to happen. That sent around $804 mm-hmm. billion dollars to eligible individuals. We got 100% of all mm-hmm. of those, personally, right? And fortunately for us, it was just a bonus. Oh, for uh, yeah. Well, there's it, one of two things yes. happened, right? It was not enough to help a lot of people, but no. at least it was something. Or you got it and could help out other people yes. or put which it is, back into the economy. Shop at a small is, business, which is what you we know? Did. Exactly. That's yeah. the idea. So, again, it just shows that somehow, when the United States government have feels to. it's warranted, it can get its hands on $1.75 trillion. Do you remember how much I said our student loan debt was at? $1.7 trillion. I was just gonna, about the same, yeah. We could do that today if we wanted to. Because apparently we did if it we, last, if two we years wanted ago. to. Mm-hmm. We don't want to. Well, that's what people... The government doesn't want to. I think that's what people have failed to understand like over the past 40, 50 years is... If the government wants to do something good, it can. The will is there. Yeah. The ability is there. Oh, correct. You're, you're correct. The physical the will, ability. The will has changed. The ability is always there. Like like That's we were it. talking about the other night, like it would have to be a, a catastrophe on such an order that the complete government failed. Like, do people realize how deep the government goes? I don't think they do. Because they could come up with $1.75 trillion dollars. On the spot, and that's and that is a good. Those were two programs, and it's 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 a good and a bad thing, like it, yeah. it's a it's a it's that line of both. Like, where is it gonna <laughs> land this time? But yes, we so, we, can, we can literally do whatever we put our minds to. We can go to the moon if we feel like it in nineteen fucking sixty nine. Yeah, we did. 
But the United States government has bookmarked some of the largest handouts not to individuals, but to corporations, financial institutions, and other large businesses based on the too-big-to-fail concept capitalism has foisted on us. The U.S. Congress and executive branch have repeatedly doled out money to companies without any version of means or morality testing, which, may I remind everybody, the stimulus payment, the economic impact payment, was subject to a means test. It was. Yes, it was. It was was, uh, income-based. And that was the biggest hurdle to get it done, I believe. Yes. Bam. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to the banks oh, and they come, what? What do you, what do you know? They, they actually go to them and be like, what, what do you need? We hear for you. What do you need? Do you need 2 trillion? Mm-hmm. Do you need 10,000 homeless people to die? We can make both of those things happen simultaneously. Let's talk. Let's get creative. Let's talk. So I'm going to give all these next figures in current day. Okay. Amounts. Okay, so 2022, they're adjusted for inflation. In 1989, Congress and President Daddy Bush bailed out savings and loan institutions. That, that would actually be uh, George H.W., to be correct, because Daddy Bush is, to me, Prescott Bush, the Nazi funder. Oh, God, then it's Granddaddy Bush. Well, I mean, still. Because Baby Bush is G-dubs, and G-H-dubs yeah, is but Daddy... Um, Daddy. To me, you're a daddy. Granddaddy. To me, you're a daddy if you worked with the Nazis. He's grandpappy. Yeah. No, he's a pappy. Yeah. Well, they're all the same. Um, he bailed out the savings and loan institutions to the tune of present day $398 billion. When the housing market... I, mm-hmm. I, can't, I will say this one thing, though. Mm-hmm. And here's the difference between modern day uh, American mm-hmm. politics and 30 years ago. They prosecuted a lot of people. A lot of people went to jail That's over great. that. That's great. Now, I am talking... Sure, you're talking the money aspect. Money, money, money. Nowadays, they steal the money and they don't okay. go to prison. And they get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crime, sir. Yep. So when the housing market crashed due to predatory lending and Fannie Mae and Fannie... And, oh, sorry, Freddie Fannie Mac. Mae and Freddie Mac mm-hmm. had to be basically nationalized. Yes. Baby Bush and Congress bailed them out with present day... Five hundred forty-three billion. Now that's just fan. That's just that's, Fannie that's Mae our, and Freddie That's our Mac. that's our military budget ten years ago. <laughs> Basically, in the same two thousand eight crisis, the TARP program, the TARP, yep, tra- troubled, troubled asset, asset relief, relief program, yep. dumped nine hundred fifty billion present, mm-hmm. which is the same as the PPP loan essentially, into everyone but. Individual citizens and residents. Yep. And in in addition to getting TARP funds, Citigroup, all on their own, got another $380 billion. Bank of America got $193 billion. Mm-hmm. And if you add that up, and I am just talking, mm-hmm. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, TARP, Citigroup, and Bank of America, that is only, the mm-hmm. only those are two trillion dollars and that's not all that they used in the bailouts in 08 we could again obliterate student loan debt and empower generations i don't think people realize how bad the 2008 financial crisis still has a footprint to today we never recovered financially from that no 
Not no. even close. Uh-uh. Not even close. Have you seen an interest rate on a on a savings account? No. It's nothing. We used have, to get shit. I have heard <laughs> I have heard certain financial journalists that I follow, and I'm not talking like independent ones, like, mm-hmm. oh, he was on this show. Like CNBC journalists mm-hmm. have called what happened in two thousand eight financial terrorism. Yes. That's what they've called it. They held the country hostage. And and the country never Mm -hmm. recovered from that. And then we went into another recession. Then we went into Mm -hmm. um, almost a depression with COVID. Mm -hmm. And now we're going into almost stagflation is becoming a popular term again, or we're in a new form of... No, we're at like over 7% inflation. So since 2008, financially... Most Americans have had to tiptoe around the economy. Americans being the term. Yes. Citizens, residents, not giant corporations, not the 1%. Although, aren't corporations people? They are under the law. Shouldn't they be held liable? Can we put... um, Mm, On trial? Can we put Johnson Controls in jail? Wouldn't that mean... Wouldn't that mean the board? See, the thing is, the Supreme Court doesn't really function. Oh, that's right. They function on what they feel in the moment is, like, the intention. I feel like they're very, um, you know, intuitors. I mean, you would think Wells Fargo Uh, could go to prison. Because that actually sounds like somebody's name. Wells Fargo. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for my ending rant i am i'm gonna ask you to be silent for i will be i'll be drinking this beer this this fine national logo this is the last paragraph at almost two and a half hours the constant banging of heads against the wall of capitalism fully buying into the absolute lie of trickle-down economics at best, they're buying in. At worst, they know it's a bu- it's absolute bullshit. For over four decades, has led to the elected leaders of the United States of America refusing to allocate taxation where it is the most effective and efficient on the wealthy capital holders of the country. Wealth tax has repeatedly been proposed and shut down. The corporate income tax rate has repeatedly been lowered. Loopholes have been opened and closed and reopened again. Then, with the limited funds actually gleaned from largely middle and working class people and actual small businesses, these same leaders choose year after year to spend significant portions of those funds playing fucking war games abroad and to continually assert American dominance and colonialism power projection in the words of the Department of Defense instead of ensuring that the elderly, disabled, and children in our country have the resources they need to actually live. Not to mention how they have left American workers in the absolute dust Fending for ourselves when it comes to runaway rent and house prices, inflation, rising food costs, and absurd, impossibly high healthcare costs we must pay to stay alive, all while pretending we've come to the end of a pandemic that is still leaving thousands and thousands of us temporarily or permanently disabled or running on empty as our mental health perpetually suffers 
And that is the real disaster. And that, my friends, is the story of how the United States spends its money. Happy fucking Independence Day. Thank you. I did not need to speak during that last paragraph. Because that fucking says it all. And it's undeniable. If people out there, and and here's what I was thinking about during what you were saying. If people out there want to have a good faith argument Mm -hmm. about how taxing businesses to death is bad for business, I will hear that argument. There's not a good faith argument. No, that's not true. There there is. There are components. There there is. There are components that, but here's the problem. The, The figures don't bear it out. Correct. The figures with actual compassion don't bear it out. But the people who are trying to make that argument are not making that argument in good faith. And and leading people into thinking that less money for you and more money for us is going to be good for you. And you would think that over thousands of years of evolution, just as humans, that we would be able to snuff that out as a... It's no. no propaganda is such a powerful tool, and well, here's here's all the other things going on in this dynamic that we. I mean, we, so my my thing is, like at the end of the day, we're animals just the same as any other course. animal. Yes, our only and it's not even superiority; it's just like our difference is. God, I. I the ability to destroy. <laughs> That's sorry, I'm getting <laughs> way off topic. Are you getting nihilistic? I'm getting very nihilistic. <laughs> but um in in the end, it's just like, you know, I I really have started to struggle so hard. Like you see me when like you you're watching a hockey game or whatever and they play the national anthem, like I wanna crawl <laughs> out of my skin. I'll sing O Canada. I'm fine with that. But, okay. like, it. And we can sing O Canada. And we both know the lyrics. I try. <laughs> it's you, one you lyrics. Get, you, get, you get pretty close. Get you're, close. You're, you're, you're like 90%. I'm working. 90 to 95%. On it. There's one verse you always mess up, but I that's know. okay. Most, um, most people do. But it's just. So now, every time, like, quote, Independence Day comes around, it's just like the irony. The, the, the movie or the holiday? um the irony of like we are anything but we are chained to what do we say 486 people making the decisions for 332 million and And numbers wise that is that is a correct statement and those people are majority bad faith actors yes and majority all in except it for, for themselves. All except for like ten of them. There's very, very few. Yeah. And I, I'll I'll even be nice and give it twenty. There's twenty out of those four hundred eighty six that are trying to do the right thing. And so it's really hard to be, like I I don't I don't say any I don't say any of that shit. Like I don't think I'll be in a position where I'll need to stand for the national anthem anytime soon because I'm just not. Cool with being out in public, um, in crowds due to the, oh, ongoing pandemic that our country is trying to pretend isn't happening. Um, but 
the I cannot describe to you the cognitive dissonance of I'm not going to disclose what I do, but what I do shows a faith in our country. Sure. And the faith I have in our country is non-existent. Yeah. But and but, but, the, but, the, you're, but you're actually trying. The but the dissonance of trying, it's so hard mm-hmm. to explain how gut wrenching that is to be like, I care. And I believe in what I'm doing and I'm trying mm-hmm. versus we are fucked. Or versus I'm going to mine this for all it's fucking worth. Well, n- no, I'm just talking about my own my own side of it. Oh, okay. But I mean, no, then the fact that there are people out there willing to do that and the fact that there are people who believe what I used to believe and they're using that. It's so hard to reconcile that mentally. Sure. Like, I'm fucking tearing up thinking about it. Sure. That, and now I'm 48 ounces in. We've, 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 <laughs> we've, we've, we've gotten to where it goes. Oh, my God. We've gotten to the inevi- inevitable conclusion. Um, as the as, thing as is, predicted by me. Yes. <laughs> the thing that, that I just kind of feel is like... There are people out there, and, and I can't stress this enough, there are people out there really trying, mm-hmm. even in government. So when hey. you're talking about yeah. when you're talking about government, it's really important to know that there is a difference between the leaders and civil servants. Unfortunately, the leaders should be the most humble of the civil servants. Should. They are not, but there are 2 million people working in the federal government and a huge number of those people are honest, hardworking, working class and middle class people trying to do the right thing for their country. And just like there are thousands of people serving in the military trying to do the right thing, we are being fucked over, screwed mm-hmm. over and stymied at every possible corner. Because of the leadership. Yes. And that is the bullshit. What do we do about that? I don't... I don't know. I honestly don't fucking know other than... The thing that I keep holding to is... You guys, we are here for you. That's all we can do. Mm -hmm. Is be here for you. And we are. And you, you let us know... And we are here because end of the day, you know, government fails, people fail, whatever. We can only do what we can do individually. (laughs) Fucking vote blue no matter who, fuck you. (laughs) Like that shit doesn't work either. don't want to do that. All all. we can do is be here for each other Mm -hmm. and provide for each other and support each other. And that's... That's what we'll have to do until we get to whatever end this is coming it's to. Going, it's going to have to do. And Because you can only control mm-hmm. yourself. And in terms of ourselves, we love you. And we want to be here for you. When we're not 48 ounces. <laughs> Actually, I'd say I'm more like 38 ounces. And I've got a little bit Here, Can I have a sip? Yeah. yeah. Just a slip. Just a slip. Just a slip. Oh my god, guys, we knew this was coming to this. 
We knew yeah. two. You drink like three ounces of that. I had a swig. You said have a, a giant swig. I mean, that's, that's this how is I, my only booze. Otherwise, I have to. Do you have I another roll. one of those? No, I don't. Hey, hey, leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it anyway. At some point, I just want alcohol. We've got wine. I have Angelico. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> we got we got some port wine left. <laughs> so hey, Osei, can you see? We're all fucked, but we are still here for you. We are. Happy fucking Fourth of July. <laughs> Whatever. When Ben Franklin, like that's what know, he wrote. Started, damn it! Started manning up. He was like, "In the future, I see this speech happening." Fuck it. That may have been. You know what? That last paragraph may have been my fucking. Um, today we celebrate our independence. I I, I do believe that uh that that might have been like your uh, magnus opum, or uh, whatever the fuck your what what am I trying to say? <laughs> Magnum opus. That that's the one. <laughs> Magnum opus. Yes. We need to stop, guys. I hope you are enjoying this like four days, five days, six days after we... Like we need to stop. We literally need to stop. (laughs) By the time you hear this, we will have had a nice long weekend to recover. Yes. So that was... (laughs) That was how the United States government, which is crossed out, spends its money... (laughs) Because we want you to have our scripts. How the United States spends its money. Yes. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you when we see you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, no.